Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Let's Unpack That, um, a podcast that I recently learned that my dad listens to. Hi, Dad. Um, <laughs> I'm Cheval, and I'm here with my best friend, Cal, and this is a Hello. media analysis podcast where we're currently reading through Berserk um, by Kentaro Mira, who we sadly lost last year in 2021, but... Uh, yeah, so this is the podcast. Welcome to the newest episode. It's been a minute. We should be a lot more consistent now because um, we we speed ran two weddings within like three months or four yes. months. So Paul's <laughs> married now. He's a married man. <laughs> I, I made Haley. I made Haley take my last name. It's a good prank. Um, no, but it's <laughs> <That's> so funny. <laughs> so funny, and, and also my best friend officiated the wedding. Cal, and I'm not talking about somebody else. I'm talking about Cal. Cal officiated yes, <laughs> the wedding, um, which was super awesome. It was amazing to have everybody there. I yeah, it was a great yeah, day. it was it was a really good day, and um, we get the photos soon, so I'll I'll probably post those online soon. But oh, yeah, uh, yeah, no, it was really fun. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else that happened, but yeah, that was the biggest thing that happened. That's why we haven't been back recently because just weeks of um, emotions and being busy. But <laughs> yeah, I was also yeah. like kind of off my meds for a bit and not well, so we were kind of yeah. like, "This is not the best time." Let's take to a break. A serious podcast. We are yeah, serious, we promise. <laughs> Very serious. This is like NY time and NY Times, New York Times level like analysis, which actually isn't a compliment. <laughs> Now that no. I'm saying it out loud, um, <laughs> it's very much a, very much an insult. Um, yeah, I neg the podcast so it can move forward, everybody. Um, exactly. So, so yeah, no, we're back. We're back this week. We have also so a couple things actually have happened. One thing happened. Um, a game came out, Elden Ring, which um, we we've, we've talked about on this podcast before. The director of Elden Ring, Elden Ring um, Miyazaki. He is heavily influenced by Berserk, like, and crazy, like, and um, we've seen it in the Dark Souls game with bosses and items and shit like that. But, yeah, that game came out. We have both been uh, at least partially addicted to it, if not fully addicted to it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I somehow managed, since it came out, I somehow managed to shove 30 hours into the game in between getting married, uh, doing last minute planning for the wedding, and not being, not actually not even playing the game for like a week and a half. So, so yeah. yeah, um, it's really good and it's full of more berserk stuff. So, um, yeah, no, I've I've been really enjoying it. I actually like it a lot more than I even anticipated liking it. I thought it would be, I honestly thought it would just be okay, and it ended up being like one of the best open world games I've ever played in my entire life. It's so fucking good. There's like you got pranked. Yeah, no, I got fucking, I got fucking pranked. Um. I I'm still like I don't know I'm doing critical path stuff like story stuff but not really like I technically um it's just funny watching people play the game because I I I skipped so many things that people said they felt like they had to do to like play the game like mm-hmm. a lot of people didn't know you can just walk right past Godric Castle like you can just go north of it before you ever even fight Margit. And mm-hmm. I did that, and I got really strong, so I fought Margit and kicked his ass. <laughs> so, yeah. so, yeah, no, it's just a very good open-world game, and that, like, let alone all the Souls shit, but I feel like the Souls shit just makes it better. And then on top of it, uh, Guts of Sword is in it. So, game of the year. Mm-hmm. I don't really care what else comes out. Um, but yeah, no, we've been we've both been playing a shit ton of that. Probably having vastly different experiences. 
which is the coolest part about this game, in my opinion. Yeah. But yeah, no. We've already, like, compared notes on a few things, and, like, one of us has, like, missed things the other person has picked up. Oh, to yeah. be fair, um, I am playing it with my roommate, Zach, sitting next to me, who... Hi, Zach. <laughs> uh, he's, like, a walking, like, Souls encyclopedia, and already yes. knows, like, a ton of shit about Elden Ring, because he's been playing it for a while. Um, <laughs> like, basically, more since it came out. Like, I started playing, like, a couple days after, because brain. Um, but... <laughs> Sometimes he'll kind of be like, maybe try go here. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, so like. I've, Thank you, sir. <laughs> yeah, there's, I, I've explored a lot of it on my own. Because um, like to start with, I think I like explored most of like the southern part of the map that you yeah. can reach before I like did Because I went to the castle. Same, honestly. And I though. tried to like beat up and i got my ass beat and i was like okay i'm gonna go fuck around for a while because this is yeah. uh shitty yeah <laughs> um, so and for I people who that. don't know mark gets like the first like official boss of the game and i think i think i didn't play the beta so i don't know but i think he was the beta boss too like he was uh, the guy you fought in the beta but yeah like he's the first big roadblock and i i, I almost beat him a couple times and then i was like i'm not gonna waste my time trying to beat this guy for another three hours um, I don't like this. So I just went south like you did. <laughs> I did the same fucking thing. <laughs> I literally just went everywhere else. Yeah, I like. I was like, I'm gonna do all these other things and not that. And Zach kept being like, Do you want to go back to the castle yet? And I was like, No, no, I do not. why would um, you? <laughs> I, I'm having fun. Um, <laughs> but. Yeah, I really, I don't know, like, I really like the world. I like how open it is. Um, when I was first talking about it with Cheval, I was like, yeah, I like that it's, like, a high-stakes resource-gathering game. Yes. Because what I do in open worlds is I just, like, hoard crafting materials forever. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. that's basically <laughs> what I've been doing. Um, and you can craft also, so much shit that's actually really yeah. useful in this game. Like, you can kind of, like destroy stuff with the shit you can craft if you do it right yeah nice. i was actually kind of thankful for that habit when i like actually got to like i got a couple of cookbooks and i was like oh okay this yeah. is actually like a good yeah. thing to have um but yeah i've really liked a lot of like the more mini dungeon kind of stuff those are fun and i yeah. like um I like the weird little gargoyle guys. They're funny. Um, Ooh, I got to summon them. Annoying. I have Ashes of War for them. I'm like, hell oh yeah. Oh my god. I yeah, so that. you get They're to summon so them and come fuck, fuck around with people. <laughs> They're so funny. <laughs> the imps, I think. But yeah. Have you uh, found out you can get like their heads as helmets? Yeah. Um, I think I think I posted a screenshot on Twitter a while ago, but that was a helmet I used for a while. Oh my the, god, yes. There's a, there's a, yeah, there's a wolf one. I used that one for a while because it boosts your endurance. And oh, yeah, okay. yeah. So okay, so for people who don't play these games often, like let's say you pick this up and you just have to listen to this podcast, for the love of God, read item descriptions. Um, Please God, it'll save you so much time and frustration thinking that either your armor doesn't do anything or you can't tell why suddenly something started happening to you. Mm -hmm. um, also, read item descriptions so you know what's going on because um, this isn't like a big spoiler or anything. But I went back to the roundtable hold and I had an invader who uh, just popped into my game and was like, "I'm gonna fuck you up." And, it, like, it was part of the story, right? But mm -hmm. I knew why that was going to happen. Like, I teleported knowing that was going to happen. But I can't imagine going back to the round table hold, seeing all the lights off, and then going, like, uh... Oh, I haven't had that part <laughs> yeah. happen. Yeah, you'll see. You'll, like... you'll see. You'll see. Okay, I'll see. <laughs> if you explore I long enough. I an invader, but... 
Um, yeah. It was like yeah. when you jump off the balcony or whatever. Yeah, that fuck face um, that's just down there who's just oh waiting God, for just you. Chilling. Until you. <laughs> I kept. Um, Zach was like, you're not very sportsmanlike because I kept running up like while he was bowing and getting like oh, two or three hits in. That's how you like, play I'm Souls not games. Sportsmanlike. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what the fuck? Why be sportsmanlike to the to the PC player? No, fuck that. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> You're dead now. Every um, boss, if I know where they're going to spawn at, like before I get in the arena, yeah, I'm going to just smack the shit out of them while they're looting. I'm not. No, yeah, no, yeah, no. <laughs> we don't. We don't play like that. We play dirty. No, play um, dirty. But yeah, I've really liked a lot of the designs in it. I like a lot of the like kind of story threads that I've been picking yes. up on things. Um, I like yeah. a lot of like the connected relationships between them and yeah. like i feel like it's done really well in this and i've mostly played like i've almost beat bloodborne, bloodborne and eight, then i've yeah. watched that play one two and three um and also demon souls um yeah so i have like general knowledge about all of those but like i really like it maybe it's because like i'm actually playing it and like i don't have like like everyone's going into it blind with me so i don't have like a bunch of knowledge about it already that doesn't register when it actually happens you know yeah um, yeah but like i feel like i don't know like i really like how connected everything is because you're all stuck in like the same fucking place with like yeah and that and I love that because that's how all the like that's what I like the most about this game is for somebody as somebody who's played I played every Dark Souls except two I need to play two I want to play two I just haven't gotten around to it I played Bloodborne haven't beat it but I beat I beat every one except for um two basically and yeah. I feel like that's what I like about this game is that it's very familiar if you've played those because mm-hmm. all of them kind of have like that central all the stories are themed very similar like they all have yeah. very similar plot threads. Like, at least they follow, like, a similar structure. Something happened, the power was split up, people got corrupt, and started fucking shit up, and literally, like, destroyed, like, the threat of humanity. <laughs> yeah. And now people can't die, so now we need to make it so people can die. Like, like that's, I think that's, I think Demon Souls' story is the closest to Elden Rings, which is kind of funny. But... That is funny. Um, yeah, I, I, I like that part of it, because I, I like this game a lot, because the side quest thing that has been in all the souls games like and they're they've been they were so cryptic in demon souls slightly less cryptic in dark souls but in this one like they work and mm-hmm. now with the last patch that came out now they have icons so you can like actually see where the npcs are on the map oh. so and if you go like if you hover over certain um um graces it'll tell you like oh, yeah. who's who's at the I bonfire it does that oh. now which is good cuz that's something they should have fucking had <laughs> yeah <laughs> like a long time ago but like like it, it's cool to see like these plot these these plots like come together in ways that like oh this works now and i can't glitch it out by accidentally doing this first or something yeah, like that yeah, right yeah, yeah. it's like oh i did this first so now the quests work like this because i didn't think i was gonna meet my one of my favorite npcs because he's fucking huge and he's a dog um blide he's fucking i love him the greatest um I'm working on his quest right now, but I thought I couldn't meet him because somebody told me you had to meet him before you fought a boss that I like killed in the first like three hours of the game because I'm, so tri- I'm a try because I'm a tryhard, and <laughs> which is funny because I got from that same boss I got the weapon I still use like to this I've just been upgrading the same weapon over and over, right. but 
yeah, all of a sudden, though, I just, I found him somewhere else. I just happened to find him somewhere else after I got, like, the little symbol you can use to call him or whatever. You, like, snap your fingers. And he was like, oh, hey, what's up? How are you doing? <laughs> he's, he's, he's like, oh, hey, you called me down here. Um, we're not for, we're not enemies, right? Okay, cool. That's fine. And then I meet him at Reddit. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, so many, it's so much cool shit that, like, I feel like if you like to explore, it's not unintuitive like if you like to explore mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff you will find it on your own because i haven't used the guide um i've like watched people's videos and stuff just like people playing the game and just like accidentally see them do something but like i haven't like looked at a guide or like tried to find stuff in a wiki or anything like that right but right. a lot of the because t- a lot of the times a lot of stuff works out and i feel like with old souls games i've had to do that sometimes especially bloodborne there's so many fucking cryptic ass quests in bloodborne oh my God, yeah. that don't to get the true ending you have to do like you have to like go find the hunter's dream in real life. Like it's just all this weird shit you have to do, and I don't know. I don't know. It's this one is just. I feel like it's a lot more streamlined, and as a result, the game is quote unquote like easier. But at the same time, it has everything I like about all the Souls games in it. So I I'm really fucking with it because every time I'm like, oh, this would be cool. This game had some Bloodborne stuff in it. I find some Bloodborne shit, and I'm like, okay, cool, good. There's some Bloodborne yeah. shit in this game, like. I found a boss in an area that I didn't even know was fucking there because I accidentally fell too far down. Like, <laughs> there's there's shit that just happens in this game that's really cool. And then there's, like, 80 Guts references as well because um, there, there's a helmet that's that references Griffith, too, from what somebody told me, but I don't understand the oh, reference because we haven't gotten that far yet. But, yeah. Um, no, there's a lot of cool shit in the game. I, I love Elden Ring. I'm probably going to keep talking about it every time we come yeah. on here from now on so it probably yeah. will <laughs> i i appreciate that you also are working through it very slowly because i feel like everyone else i know has put like hundreds of hours into it already and is like done or almost done and i'm just like Mm-mm. i'm not that kind of person like i can play i can play elden ring for a bit but i also have to be like prepared to sit down and like buckle down so i can like Same. remember how to play yeah and like um it's, it's really funny because um i have a computer now which is very nice oh I, that's a new oh, thing i'm recording on a desktop version of discord and not um the <laughs> fucking browser version very big upgrade. which by the way i think our quality is actually gonna go because of that so shout out to uh your computer yeah shout out god i really hope so because like i was like i really hope like whenever i get a computer that gets better anyways but uh cheval's been buying me steam games because he's a nerd and i love him yeah but i've been playing he got me loop hero which was a fucking mistake and i've put a lot of time (laughs) you played it more than i have Okay, so to be fair, um, <laughs> some of that is, like, distorted because I accidentally left it open when I went to okay, go do okay. something one day. So fair. there's, like, 10-ish hours there that are off, but I've still put, like... Steam problems. As, as much time... Yeah, I've been putting as much time into Lupiro as I have into Elden Ring, probably, mm-hmm. uh, in, like, a short span of time. But I don't know. I really like that game, too. It's very fun. But, um... Yeah, no, no. Lupiro yeah, no, is sorry, super my brain good. like stopped working. No, 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 no. Lupiro is super good. I I actually you you got me to start playing it again. Well, the whole reason I bought it for you is cuz I've started playing it again, but I got back into it and yeah, no. That game is the game is good just cuz the world building is fun and it's it's rewarding yeah. because the more you play the game, the more you play with different cards, the more you cuz it's a, it's a deck it's a deck building like roguelike game that also like Yeah 
yeah, it, it it's really easy to play. You can play it with like a mouse by itself, but um, yeah. which is also a thing I really I like, like about, about it. it yes, yeah, I love it. I love that part about it. Which for people who may want it and don't have a PC, it is also on Switch, which I think is a great idea. But um, Ooh, yeah, that's no, actually a very good idea. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how much it does touch controls. I feel like that's the best way it would work. But mm-hmm. um, it is on Switch for people who do want that. But yeah, no, I, I like it. It's simple. It works. It's fun. There's a lot to like unlock and do. Yeah. Which is, you know me, I'm a roguelike person. That's like my whole thing is I like to unlock right. a bunch of shit and spend hundreds of hours digging and not get to the bottom <laughs> of something. Yeah. So. I think we're both yeah. like that in ways. We both like, <laughs> we're both very like. Because I remember we were both playing Ghost of Tsushima and we mm-hmm. were doing the dumbest shit to try to 100% it. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, oh, I love that I, game. <laughs> I feel like we're like that with like all games, including like fighting games, where we're like, no, I'm going to learn this character. Yeah, it's and like, it's I'm like... going to be very good at it. Both both of us um, when Testament comes out next week because um, gender so gender fucked character. Listen, Testament's hot. I don't care who you are. Testament's hot. Um, yeah. Me and Cal. I was telling Cal how Testament was. When we were looking at like accent core stuff, which we should play soon because yes. I, I got you a cop. You got a copy of it now. Um, yes, we should play soon. I actually yeah. almost opened it last night and then I got distracted because someone um, <laughs> in a Strive Discord that I'm in was being like. <laughs> kind of dumb about stuff and i got annoyed <laughs> oh, i didn't no. respond much i wound up going and talking to sash for a while but good i good. yeah but that's I, I definitely want to open it up and play some no it's it's so it's it's fun it's really fun and i feel like you now that you have experience with strive you won't have that hard of a time getting used to it but especially because so. you switch back to the normal control scheme very, very proud of you thank you <laughs> um, um yeah <laughs> uh but but Testament is coming out March 28th for us uh, fa- fancy people who have the season pass. But um, yeah, I'm very excited because Guilty Kick is getting gayer and I kind of like it. So I'm oh, yeah. kind of digging this uh, Testament shit. So yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's really, really cool that like, like, I guess like the amount, of, the lengths they have gone to, to like, make them seem very androgynous and agender just because like you know like they have a male voice actor in english but a female voice actor in japanese and they're both very different kinds of voice um but yeah i was i was like i thought that was really cool because i listened to the english one first and i turned the japanese one on i was like oh that's a good choice to mix yeah, it up. Yeah, I was like, oh, hottie, <laughs> all right, yeah, <laughs> I'll go for this. I was telling Sash, I think it's funny because, like, um, when I saw when I saw Testament, I was like, oh, this looks like uh, people who go to, like, steampunk balls at conventions and stuff, and, like, yes. <laughs> a lot of people in those communities who have come out as translator in life as well, and so it was just like, I was like, oh, yeah, that checks out. <laughs> but, yeah. Like, like, exactly. Like, it's, <laughs> I don't know, man, this, this is, this is getting, this is getting to a point where I feel like, um, the Strive, um, developers are very online and they kind of, they kind of know what their fans want, but, yeah. uh, the Top Hat, I didn't even realize the Top Hat was a new thing. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, top Hat is very funny to me. I saw that and I was like, ah. And then I like saw like everything as a whole, and I'm like, no, I like it. It's very like OG goth kind of thing. I can, yeah, I can give, 
explain that. Give them the hat. They deserve the hat. Um, yeah, let them I, have the hat. <laughs> no, I'm excited because I, I've been playing a lot of. Well, actually, no. Before before I get into that, I do want to talk about the the gender stuff with, um, Testament because you 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 found something really cool from an interview. Oh yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I was actually in the same group. There's someone who is a gender and is very like excited about this obviously so they were posting like a bunch of stuff about it but they found this uh clip from the japanese stream that like started this year like when they were doing the announcement and they were saying that you know like originally testament was like envisioned as like an androgynous person who like it expresses both genders, but in Strive, like, they decided to make it a, them agender because testament is testament, which I like that a lot. That's kind of how I view my gender mm-hmm. as well. Like, it is what it is, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but they talk about how, like, like, there's a specific Japanese word that they use, and so that's the word for, like, um, genderless in Japanese, which is kind of, like, ex-gender in a way. Um but Sounds like I just extreme thought, or some shit. Like. I know, right? <laughs> extreme gender. Um, but just I don't know. Like I like I like when um, developers like kind of nudge things a little more. Like later on, where they're like, so like I said this originally, but I feel like it didn't sink in with some of you guys. So like I'm making it like overtly clear now that this is yeah. what I wanted this character to be portrayed as, and like. We were talking earlier about um, Poison as well, which is a slightly different thing, because obviously she started out as, like, a very transmisogynistic stereotype, because you couldn't hit a woman in a fighting game, but you could hit a trans woman. Yeah, you could hit Um, a trans woman in, uh, what was it, Final Fight? Yeah, I know. So, yeah. yeah. They've they've since, they've since kind of not you can't you can't like redeem that right but they've since messed with the character a lot to kind of make that less shitty but but yeah yeah. also a lot of trans women have like very much latched on to poison as like an icon and poison's badass yeah poison's fucking amazing um i saw what was it (laughs) this is like tangentially related but i saw this very stupid (laughs) video of like it was someone who had edited like some scene from one of the like 2000 sonic games or something and it was like sonic confronting shadow and being like i'm gonna kick your ass but first i want to know what pronouns you use so i can do it correctly and like um shadow was like i don't use pronouns i'm just shadow the hedgehog or whatever and i was like oh like sophie like in my head (laughs) um (laughs) Because Sophie only went by Sophie's name, which I always thought was interesting. But right, um, right. it was just <laughs> funny to me, like, right, right after all this. I was like, oh, yeah, everybody, everybody's uh, changing shit up. That's great. It oh, was a exactly. joke, obviously, the song video. <laughs> <but>, um, right. <laughs> no, for sure. For sure. Gosh, it's, it's a, uh, I don't know. Th- this is interesting because this always, this kind of comes up with a lot of characters. There's a character from... Samurai Showdown too, who has had a very similar history. I remember even arguing. Oh. I remember being like playing the SNES in my aunt's room and arguing with my brother about whether they were a man or a woman um, because we were like, because I was like, I'm gonna pick her, and he's like, that's not a woman, that's a man, and I'm like, I, they can, I, I don't care. <laughs> I'm picking them. Yeah, I'm picking them. But yeah, so 
I don't know. Get on them. That's really cool when they're able to clear stuff up like that instead of acting like they don't know what's going on. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I know. And listen, for every uh, boob enhancement that <laughs> Biken mm-hmm. gets, I guess we'll get another they, them. So um, prepare for H Cup yeah. Kitty Biken in the next <laughs> Strive update. <Yeah. laughs> so. uh, Transification <laughs> of the Strivecast. Um. Yeah, exactly. Like every time somebody turns trans, Biken's boobs just get bigger. Yeah, exa- exactly. It's perfect. This is, I, it's a it's it's an even trade, and then there will be mods I can do to take it away. So it'll be fine. Yeah, it's, <laughs> we we all accept and deal with it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I just I really like the design a lot. I like how um, I feel like with Strive they like like a lot of the characters are kind of softer in a way but they're also like bigger in a lot of ways yeah like they just made them like more soft like definitely in like the hip area especially and like the chest yeah they're less linky too like shredded honestly yeah yeah they made they made them a little more like hippie because they they were like very like tiny before (laughs) yeah accent core very a lot of twink vibes but yeah no and and that's what i kind of like about all strives like whether you like the designs or not, like I get it, right? People don't like some of the designs. I think it's cool what they did with all the characters personally, because it kind of mm-hmm. like it's kind of like what they did with the gameplay, where they're making the characters like get to the point of whatever the fuck their character is. Like right. the symbolism's there. If there wasn't enough symbolism, they added some more. They took away shit that was just kind of miscellaneous, like a lot of people's flowy clothes and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I like about it, because like yeah, everybody looks a little more defined. And it's less bulky than Exerd too, which is what I like. Because yeah. I kind of don't want to know what Testament would look like in Exerd. But uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I I really like Strive's art style because it seems like that's what they're trying. They're like boiling the characters down to like, this is what you think about when you think of this character. So we're just gonna make them that. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, I I like that a lot more instead of like, I don't know. I literally feel like every time I remember old Guilty Gear games, I just remember a lot of coats and a lot of like. A lot of Twinkie dudes um, who yeah. throw a lot of fireball, especially with like accent core and stuff. But yeah, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I think it's a good thing. And honestly, like, <laughs> I saw them and I was like, oh, they're they're giving the people what they want. Okay, I'll, yeah. I'll this is fine with me. <laughs> I like this, but um, yeah, it's I don't know. I agree. Like, I think they've like streamlined things, but also like the way they've like enhance the design is like it's more complex while having like more simpler elements to it so like it feels like a more cohesive like recognizable thing i guess yeah yeah exactly no yeah it's it's a lot more cohesive in this game i i don't know it, it's really funny because i've been seeing a lot more people be like we need to go back to exit which is funny because like exit's right there you can play it but yeah but um yeah go, go go play the game it's there i i can literally play it right now but, like, I, I don't know. I feel like it's it's the developers... I feel like with Strive, and they said this before the game came out, like, they wanted the game to be, like, a different game that wasn't just them making another Guilty Gear game that works the same as all the mm-hmm. other Guilty Gear games. So, you know, I'm glad to see that trend continuing. Especially because all yeah. these characters can do different shit, too. Like, it's not like everybody does the same thing. Like, yeah. like Jacko is completely different from Gold Lewis, who's completely different from Testament, I'm sure so yeah yeah. everyone plays very distinctly in strive even if they have like kind of similar elements of them occasionally like you can play other characters like you play 
Saul, for example, but that doesn't mean like with certain characters it's going to work as well. And it may work okay with other ones, but it just kind of depends on your play style and how you choose to go about things. Let's, Let's rock. rock. Yeah, so I guess I guess that this podcast is technically about um Berserk. So I think yeah. I think I think we're gonna get into that just a little bit. <laughs> just just for you people who show up for this podcast that is literally themed after Berserk right now. Alright. Cool. So refresher for everyone, including myself, because it has been a couple of weeks since it's we been recorded ages. last. It's been it's been a minute. It really has, but we're back. We're trying <laughs> to be consistent. Um but Last time, going uh, over my notes. <sighs> Sorry, hold on. No problem. Okay, okay. So last time we were still talking about Casca's backstory, and she had, um, you know, shared how Griffith had saved her, and that was, you know, like what really created her drive and her dream, and uh, started. God, sorry. No, it's all good. I'm like trying to get my brain into this kind of mode. Okay. Um, and she she talked about how, you know, she was rising through the ranks and she was getting up to like kind of a place of like being a more second in command for Griffith. She's not quite there at this point, I think. But um they they've started like getting more work basically, because they're a mercenary group at the end of the day. So right. they're getting more work, they're doing a lot more battles. Um and there's one battle in particular that really winds up affecting Griffith, where there was like this ten year old boy who had joined and um no one and he wound up dying on the battlefield and no one really recognized him except for Griffith. Um and he started wondering like, is this like because of my dream that I've had so much drive for? Like are people going to continue to die for me? And around this point, they are working for um, a lord of the land who uh, is, they, they say this from the get-go, he's a pedophile. And he takes in young boys from surrounding villages and sleeps with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they get back, like, there's kind of, this. these chapters were kind of weird time-wise. Uh, we don't know, like, exactly how long it's been since the battle where the boy died or, yeah. like necessarily how much time has passed since Casca joined. Um, but Casca is walking back to the barracks after one of their skirmishes, maybe the same one. And she happens to see Griffith up on the balcony um, of this, uh, of the Lord's Manor. And she goes to call out to him. Um, but as she's doing that, and as he like sees her down there, the Lord comes out and like, you know, ushers Griffith back inside. Mm -hmm. And the the implication of that is pretty clear. Um, So Casca's kind of left to deal with that and isn't really sure how to feel about it until she's walking the next day along the river and she sees Griffith um, bathing. And he's, you know, he's, he doesn't notice her at first, but he hears her and he's like, you know, you want to come join me? And she's like, uh, I don't know about that, but, um, she, she decides, like, you know, now's the time to, like, ask him why he was alone with him, 
and she's ready to like excuse it and be like oh of course it wasn't like this thing and i must be mistaken and he's like no you're you're right i, Spot on. I did sleep with him. yeah he's <laughs> like no you got it and Casca's upset and she's like well why would you do that with someone like that and he's just like well uh we need the money because we need it to make sure everyone is paid and fed and that we can continue to grow and he's kind of like you know simplifying the situation and like justifying it and saying like well i like i appealed to him and like his money appealed to me so like you know it just all worked out in that way and it's like kind of justifying it to himself as well in that moment but um casca's still not really satisfied with that and she's like well you know we could have raised enough like eventually we could have raised enough and griffith's like that'll take too long because we lose people every time we fight and mm -hmm. so it's either lose like hundreds of men or i can seduce one old man and just get it over in one night you know so it's this very like pragmatic way of looking at things and as griffith is talking he's like getting more agitated and he's like clawing at his arms as he's talking to her and starts bleeding and what he's saying is upsetting um we this is a chapter where we mm -hmm. really learned a lot about griffith and if you haven't yeah. listened to last episode i recommend like listening to it just because it includes a lot about his character that i can't cover in a summary um because we went into pretty pretty great depth about it um but he's he's talking and saying like all these justifications and kind of like you can see his thought process for things and it's a very vulnerable moment for him but um uh, and he's like dissociating basically but Casca finally steps in and like stops him from hurting himself and is like begging him to stop and he kind of has a moment where he's like oh I can't do this and he turns back to her and is like it's okay I'm good now like I'm not <laughs> I, I'm, I'm fine nothing's happening and she kind of knows that that was a moment that was a defining moment for them but doesn't really know how to deal with that either right. so we end her kind of backstory with that and um for this part of it at least and she's she's back in the present talking to guts and saying like you know he's trying to realize this dream that most people would have abandoned as like a childish thought or a childish dream but because of the nature of it like the burden is immeasurable for him and that it isn't that he's strong, but he makes himself strong. And so we get, like, kind of how she's viewing him, which is still very much putting him on a pedestal here. Right. But um, she says basically her MO here is that if he's going to sacrifice everything for his dream, she wants to sacrifice everything to make it happen. And if he wants to cut his own path, then she wants to be his sword. I really liked that phrasing a lot. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, so Casca is making it clear, like, you know, like, I'm not just, like, his hand. I'm a weapon that he wields that fights for him, you know? Right. So she's talking, she talks briefly a little bit more about um, the past and how she became a veteran. And, you know, she is, like, his secondhand man now and pursuing her dream of being 
of use to Griffith to a point that he needs her. And it was something that she could kind of convince herself of until Guts showed up because mm-hmm. she she brings up the day that Guts showed up where Griffith had the fight with him on the hill. And, you know, at the time, Griffith very clearly was like, I want you. Like, there was no way around it. He just said it very simply. But she says she had never heard him say anything like that before or after. Like, mm-hmm. you, the year she was with him before and the year since Guts has been there, she's never heard him be that, like, definitive about someone. And she admits that she envied him a lot for getting him to say it that easily. But she's also constantly frustrated with guts because he seems to not care about that. You know, he doesn't understand how much of an effect he has on Griffith and just runs off and does things. And and this yeah. is like in her eyes. Um, but he doesn't, she's like, I don't, she's like, I don't care if you get yourself killed, but I won't let you like, take everyone else down with you, including Griffith in his dream. And so it's a very emotional moment for her. She starts crying and Guts is just kind of like, um, I don't like emotions, but before, <laughs> <laughs> he's just very awkward. He's like, um, yeah, I don't know why you told me that. It's like, that'll okay. do pig. That'll do. Like he doesn't really know what to <laughs> yeah, say. Like, um, before they can like get into like another very emotional moment. Cause there's been several throughout this. And I'm sure the justification is like Costco's on her period. So she's being more vulnerable than usual. But, um, mm-hmm. which unfortunately, I can relate to um, <laughs> <laughs> like, M- much more in depth discussion last episode. I probably, we, we, we really went in the weeds with this one. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyways, um, before, you know, they can get into another emotional moment. Uh, they hear like the enemy troops outside. There's a small group of them who are looking for Casca and guts and trying to figure out where they fell. Um, but once they've gone, Guts is kind of like, okay, we need to move and the situation is getting bad. And he's kind of slipped back into his like commander mode where he doesn't have to think about anything and back in his element where he's like, this is a fight and like tactics and I know how to deal with this and it doesn't involve anything. So I'm good now. Um, <laughs> but he he gives Casca some medicine and a leaf. <laughs> or something. I still am not sure what happened with that. But mm-hmm. he gives Costco some medicine and they Here's they leaf. um just drink the leaf. <laughs> drink the leaf. Um but they they start their journey once nightfall happens and there's a great scene where Costco's tired and guts is like, Well, you're just a woman and blah blah blah. Like there's like a lot of misogyny <laughs> there, but it's okay because he was just encouraging her to keep going. Yeah, no no um, more misogyny today. Yeah, no. Yeah, he <laughs> see it's fine because he's aware of the irony. <laughs> he's woke guts. Uh-huh. He's very he's yeah. very aware of how terrible he's Feminist being to this woman. King. Um <laughs> but they don't get very far because they realize that they're in an ambush. And yeah. we get to see our good friend Adon again, who we don't hate at all. Um, 
And he's like super excited. And for those of you who don't remember, because it has been a while, um, Adon is the guy who uh, originally was fighting Casca yeah. and said a bunch of shit to her. And the reason they fell into the ravine in the first place, because he shot guts as he was trying to grab Casca. So it's this is all his fault, really. Um, but <laughs> he's he's very excited to see guts there because he wants to kill him. And guts is kind of like, oh, yeah, you. you you look you look pretty lively, pretty good, considering yeah. I beat the shit out of you yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> and he's and you know, it pisses Adon off, he kinda goes on like his little spiel for a bit and we have a couple of anime moments in there. Um <laughs> but uh some more misogyny happens and then uh it's like, all right, that's it. We're going to fight because, you know, it's a manga and we got to get to the fight scene somehow. So as we cut off last time, we were completely surrounded and Guts and Casca are getting ready to fight off this new horde of enemies. So that's kind of where we left off last yeah. time. It was weird because it was like a mix of like some very emotional scenes and then just kind of like this like shonen antics scene not shonen it's a seinen but like yeah. you know like this very like anime kind of moment where it's like ah i'm the villain and i'm horrible but i am kind of comedic also so complicated feelings right and i'm like no um yeah, but, not, not that complicated, <laughs> yeah, not that complicated. <laughs> but um so Casca and guts and this is the new chapter that we're working on today um we're going to go through two of them today because that's what we both have prepared. But yes, next sir. time we may try to work in a couple more chapters and work up to doing like three or four again. Um, but for today, um, Casca and Guts are preparing to face off against the horde of Adon's troops. And almost immediately, like we're in another fight scene um, and... For those of you who are reading along, you know that means there's a lot of very cool gore happening, a lot of very, like, um, dynamic fight scenes. Mira still has some problems with lines of motion sometimes, but yeah, for the most part, it's legible. Um, so we get, like, guts cutting through people, stabbing them in the throat, knocking their eyeballs out of their head, and um, we actually also get a glimpse of uh Casca fighting a little bit, which I was like <laughs> when I initially read this, I was oh Casca's fighting. There That's she nice. is. Yay. Um and you know she does a pretty good job for herself for a while, but she's also still very worn out from everything. So she doesn't have the stamina, which again she got, she cut a guy's head off. That's cool enough, but, right? Yeah, she cut his head off and she got through a couple guys, but um <laughs> What more do you want? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like she got two guys. Like, uh, what more do you want from here? But um, she she winds up back to back with guts again, and they're both kind of like assessing things. Um, but Adon's pretty heated at this point. He doesn't like that he's getting beat, <laughs> even though he's not even fighting. He's just kind of standing off in the distance, telling people what to do. But he calls in uh, Samson, who is his younger brother. And I have a couple things to say about this as well. Yes. But yes. Um, so I'll, re I'll read Adon's part because we have been. And uh, it's 
it's hard to summarize it because it's that very anime kind of thing, but he's the second in command of the Blue Whale Ultra Heavy Armored Fierce Assault Annihilation Knight Corps. I feel like that gets longer every time I read it, but it's probably the same. Um, <laughs> but he's he's Sam's, he's uh, Adon's younger brother, and he's a warrior second only to Adon. Um, the thickness <laughs> of Samson's armor is three times ordinary plate, even oh. if it were graded in a rock slide, it wouldn't even be dented. And his oh. iron ball can smash a water buffalo's skull with one strike. All that would be left of a human are chunks of flesh. And it's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, all what right, the fuck bro. going on? <laughs> yeah. And um, I haven't talked much about <laughs> Samson himself yet because uh, he's kind of. Kind of. He is an ableist stereotype to me. Uh, That's how it very much reads to me. Uh, He reads like someone who has like learning disabilities and um, has different brain development uh, or what someone who has yeah. not ever been around someone like that would think uh, he, the way they write him talking is like very childlike and like, mumbly and mispronouncing things and like only using simple sentences and it's it's one of those like annoying details where i'm just kind of like i don't why did we do this yeah like there was no reason like he has cool armor he has like this like he could have just been a big dude fish thing yeah he could just there's so many big dudes in this fucking manga like i don't understand why Mm -hmm. you had to make like a very bad stereotype of like an autistic person or someone with downs. And it's just yeah. like very uh, shitty. And we'll run into this more later too. Cause there are several instances where it's kind of a shorthand for like stupid people who are subservient to other people who are stupid. Yeah. And I, I really hate that Mira does this. It's one of the things that bothers me a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I wanted to bring it up, even though, the, um, as you can imagine, spoilers, he's not around very long. Oh, yeah. Um, no, 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 no. Yeah. But uh, I just wanted to bring it up because this is one of, like, the first instances in this part that we've gotten through that is, like, very, like, ableist against people with... Um, I, I'm not sure of a good term for it. Like, people who have, like, de- developmental disabilities. Yeah, developmental disabilities, I feel like, is the best way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. There's a couple more things like that. And this is a trope that I think it was kind of more present back in the 90s uh, for, yeah, for manga sure. specifically. Because I remember this being a thing, like... Like, this is a thing in, like, a, like a couple of Dragon Ball Z arcs, right? Like, there's... there's yeah. this This happens. And, like, I... Like, it's always like, like you said, that weird stereotype where it's like, oh, people with these disabilities are like really big and strong too, which is just yeah, really exactly. weird eugenicsy type shit. Yeah. So yeah. I, yeah, no, not not really feeling that one either. Um, yeah, good to catch because I kind of assume that about all the big dudes they bring into this. <laughs> whenever yeah, it's like no. he doesn't talk, like he's just very like strong. Like I don't know. Yeah, I think I think what stuck out to me in this instance, I am going to continue with the summary of this chapter, but like I think what really stuck out to me in this instance is like um just the way he talks specifically. Like there I feel like there have been other kind of like stupid guys who are big and strong, but more in like uh like he's just a dumb warrior kind of guy kind of way, yeah, you know, he's a stupid yeah. jock. But this one feels very like 
how people like like combined with the whole like kind of quote unquote like brainless strength and things like that like he slurs all his words yeah yeah like like it feels like how people you know talk about people with downs a lot of the time they talk about people who are autistic and they're like oh when they're angry you know they like just go crazy and they like hurt people and they don't know their own strength it like feels very much in like that that kind of vein everything combined so it's something to note and something to be aware of and like it's something i i feel like i didn't really notice in media until a couple of years ago and like then i was like oh i don't like that at all um so wanted to point that out really yeah yeah no good shit um yeah because Koska even makes a point of saying, like, oh, he has, like, freakish strength. Like, this is, like, yeah, insane. Yeah. And they fought so many strong people at this point, and they fought, like, fucking Zod and shit at this point. So, to me, like, having a directed comment like that is also kind of, like, pointing towards, like, a wink-wink-nudge-nudge nudge kind of Ha-ha, thing. Haha, there might be something weird about this guy. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. maybe. In a world um, full so. of demons and uh, actual monsters. <laughs> And, like, I know. And, like, the thing is, like, he also hits, like, some people who are on his side and stuff, too. So it's just, like, yeah. oh, he's just swinging his strength around and hitting whoever because he's too mm-hmm. stupid to know. Anyways, I'll, I'll stop exactly. going on about that. But something to be aware of as you read stuff like this. For me, it was one of those things where, like, once I noticed it, I couldn't stop noticing it and things and have picked mm-hmm. up on it. And stuff I used to really like a lot, too. And uh, have to have a few moments where I was like, hmm. That's not great. That's not um, good. Yeah. That's not I don't like that. But anyways, back to the chap actual chapter. Casca's obviously intimidated because she kind of depends on like her agility in a lot of these situations and she right. can't move very quickly right now. So she's not really sure what she's gonna do, but she doesn't have to worry because Mira has guts stay next to her so he can block for her. And um in a very of guts move um he hits the morning star or the flail like head on with the sword like blade side on into it like a fucking like baseball bat or some shit and like knocks it back towards um samson and i think yeah, he takes out like some other dude in the process. Yeah, you, the, you like, can kind of see it ricochet. Yeah, ricochet off the ground and like completely destroy this one. <laughs> okay, yeah. that's what happened. Yeah, I was yeah. like, did it hit him first? No, okay, it, it yeah. hit him afterwards. But um, everyone's kind of like, oh, what the fuck? And then um, Samson really starts laying into him, and we have. I always like these guts moments just because they're so fucking ridiculous, but like everything's going so fast you can't see like the actual mm. weapons anymore. It's just like lines of motion everywhere <laughs> and just like <laughs> picturing it is always just very funny to me. But, it's hilarious. Um, yeah, so he's blocking and like stopping every strike and you know, we have a moment where it's like where Adon's like, oh, he's stopping all of them and then he's like, ah, but it's because they're so fast that he doesn't have time to dodge. And it's like, sure, buddy. Yeah, we can, we can call it that. But um, <laughs> Casca's thinking. <laughs> and she's like, no, it should be, like, possible for Guts to dodge and counterattack. There's no reason for him to, like, damage his sword like this. Yeah. And then she, she's like, is it my fault? 
And I'm like, oh, oh no. Oh my God. Damsel in distress um, syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, his, he has that wound from earlier where Sam, uh, not Samson, Adon shot him as he was falling off the cliff. Yeah. And like, it's starting to bleed again. And Casca hadn't seen this wound before because it was covered up and Guts had taken care of it by the time she woke up. Um, so, you know, Adon's taunting him is like, Oh, looks like you got a wound protecting her. Like, sucks to suck. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Guts is staying pretty calm, probably because he's in, again, like his commander mode. And he's like, to Casca, he's like, hey, I'll buy you a chance. Like, get the fuck out of here. Because at this point, like, he is damaging his sword and he is hurt. So there's not, like, a lot of options in this case. But... She's, you know, she hesitates because why would she take the tactical option and the logical option? Because she's a woman. Um, but yeah, right. <laughs> sorry, this part pissed me off. But um, <laughs> we'll talk about it more later. But um, Adon's like, you know, what are you doing? He's injured. Like, just finish this. Because, like, Samson kind of stopped for a second and let them have their little moment. <laughs> It's a yeah. manga. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they just pause whenever it's completely inconvenient for them to pause. Yeah, it's like, why wouldn't you hit them? Anyways, but uh, Adon, uh, Samson, I keep getting them mixed up, but I won't have to deal with that for long. But um, Samson, like, flings the flail at him, like, full strength. And this time, Guts hits it head on and, like, completely shatters it, like, splits it in half, which is a very cool look thing um and also physically impossible so it's a very guts moment but like we get this panel of right <laughs> uh samson just like holding the chain and like there's these pieces of metal like falling <laughs> around <laughs> everywhere um but he's kind of like oh what and then like before he really has any time to like think about anything guts has like Sw- jumped at him and swung his sword down and cuts through his shield and his helmet to like completely cleave his head in half, which is yeah. also a very guts moment. It looks very cool. Um, yeah, like clean in half. Like a, <laughs> there's like a cool like use of negative space in this one with like um one a like a kanji sound effect. Mm-hmm. I think it's either that or they blurred something out, but it looks very cool. Yeah. Um. So he's dead. Um, and it's like, <laughs> bye, Samson. <laughs> bye, Samson. It was great knowing you. Uh, again, this is, we've talked about this before. Mira loves being like, here's the strongest man <laughs> in the world. And then, like, three pages later, it's like, Guts killed him. Guts murdered he's him. He's the strongest man in the world. All the guys um, making the fucking pog face in the <laughs> after yeah. he gets his head smashed, and they're like, oh my God. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, they are making pog face. <laughs> Anyways, um, Casca's, you know, shocked and is, like, just standing there. And Guts is like, what are you doing? Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. And she's like, what? But And she's, like, standing in, like, this very, like, demure pose with her... Widow me. I'm just like, stop. Like, like, the knees together and everything. That pissed me off the, yeah, so t- the first time I, I read it. I was like, she never... St- who is this woman? This is who not is Casca. That? 
<laughs> she does. She has fucking fighting stances. What the fuck is happening? Anyways, uh, Guts like chastises her and is like, "Get out of here!" And she's like, "No, I can't. I can't leave you alone." And because uh, <laughs> Costco would totally do that. Yeah, yeah. Very realistic uh, representations. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of his own character. Um, yeah, but exactly. You know, Adon's like. Whatever, like shoot the woman. It's shoot fine. the woman to death. <laughs> and she's like, yeah. And she's like frozen in fear again. And Guts gets to like step in front of her again and block the arrows and crossbow bolts. And he gets one in the arm. Um, and, you know, Adon's like, you're a fucking idiot. You like got hurt for this person like twice, like this woman twice. <laughs> you're a fucking moron. Um, but, you know, Casca. Uh, it's like why would you do this for me and <laughs> sorry I hate this shit um, Guts is like no don't get the wrong idea you're just in my way like <laughs> I'm not gonna run off it's not in my nature um, but you know then he has like a mildly like you know real moment where he's like you know m- Maybe it's like you said, where I'm just satisfied as long as I can swing my sword. Um, Which is a very real emotional moment for them. Mm -hmm. But um, I hate that it's like sandwiched between all this other stuff. But, (laughs) uh, you know, he's like, you know, is this okay for you, like, dying here in, like, this fucking worthless place in this shitty battle? And then he said, I actually really like this line. He was like, is what you want that cheap? And I was like, damn, what the fuck? <laughs> but um, he's Get like, your you ass know, out of here. he's like, Get out of here. You got dreams. Um, but he's like, a sword returns to its sheath. So go back to your sword master. Go to Griffith. And like, <laughs> you know, uh, good lines, but ends with a ass shot of Casca and like a bunch of guys yeah. running at them. Oh, she got um, her little legs together. She's doing the little like with uh, you, like she's like standing on one and, foot, uh, holding her little sword. Doing her little, doing her little um, insta, po- her little insta pose as she's oh known to do. Yeah, <laughs> her little cosplay pose. Um. Anyways, that's where that chapter ends. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's where after chapter nineteen. If you're on the Read Berserk website, yeah. Um, sorry, I yeah, meant to chapter, say that earlier. Oh no, it's 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 all good. Uh, we should all be buying the books, obviously. Uh, <laughs> obviously nobody yeah, pirates definitely it. not reading it on the internet right now um even though i own this volume <laughs> i know um, it's just easier all right yeah all yeah it's, it's easier it's slash. Slash. right right so yeah so we continue directly from the end of that last chapter we're now in chapter 20 um officially called uh prepared for death chapter three so um yeah, so Guts tosses his helmet aside. He's like, I don't need this shit. You guys, don't even, you guys can't even touch me. Uh, tosses his helmet to the side. It lands on Samson's corpse, which um, we, we get to see another uh, shot of Samson's like head cleaved open. And Guts also like cleaved his like shield like damn near in half as well. So yeah, that rock of iron shit. This isn't even like his signature sword yet either. This is just a big ass sword yeah. that he has. <laughs> so he tosses his helmet aside faces the crowd and is like, all right, let's get this shit going. And immediately just starts cleaving through several guys. Um, does the usual effect where he chops a guy in half and their torso flies so fast that it knocks other people over. Um, like the momentum of the body flying. So he turns back to Casca again and is like, what are you doing? Don't just stand there. Get out of here. 
and you know she kind of clenches her fist and says you know i'll come back with the other people just please don't die on me right uh guts is seems satisfied um not only because she left, um, but because he gets to kill a bunch of people, but you can also kind of see some pain in his face. <laughs> because as we know from earlier, he's kind of got this, you know, whole wound thing happening on his side. But he seems to be glad that um, Casca has go- is gone and that, you know, he gets to kind of go back to doing what he's best at. So, you know, immediately... Uh, ah, shit, it's not Samson. I forget his name now, too. Uh, <laughs> Adon. Adon, <laughs> yes. Adon. Um, Adon says he sends a few guys after her. But um, he says, you know, so all Guts says, you know, you can chase after her when they're done with you. But for now, we're going to fight. And we get some really cool, really sick panels of Guts just, you know, dashing through guys. I think the very next page is, yeah, he crushes some guy's skull, like, with his sword all the way through. And, like, his eyeballs are bulging. His eyeballs are bulging and shit. It's very good stuff. Very good shit. Yeah. Um, and he's like moving at the speed of light, right? Like he's moving really fast. He even makes like this little smirk at the guy right before he caves his fucking skull in, um, and proceeds to do the same basically to the next guy, chopping him in half, swinging him into another group of guys who were screaming <laughs> at this point, like, what the fuck yeah. is going on? He cuts down fully armored men like they were ground cherries. They go flying with every stroke. Yeah, no, just usual gut stuff, uh, as we see from an observer who's about to get his ass kicked, right? And I think we mentioned this last episode, too. Everybody's got different helmets, which is kind of funny. Some of them are kind of ill-fitting, too. Like, it doesn't seem like they should really be on that of armor. Um, mm-hmm. It's just a lot of, like, mixed ma- like mismatched and mixed and matched armor. It's kind of fun to see. But um, eventually, uh, Guts gets a little break, and he's like, hey, my sword's too dull. It doesn't cut well. So although it's over three times thicker and heavier than a regular one, if one hand don't kill you, you wish it had. So he's basically telling them, I'm going to beat you to death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going. He explains that it's going to hurt more because he's going to have to beat them to death with this big ass sword, right? So, you know, immediately Adon gets kind of shook and he's like, hey, listen, anybody want to get revenge for Samson? And, you know, his guys are kind of standing around like, isn't he the one who sent him in to die? I mean, we're just mercenaries, dude. Um, so Adon kind of hears this and he's like, okay, so if, if you take his head, I'll give you five times the bounty. And you'll be put in charge of 100 men. So being mercenaries, they're immediately like, yeah, we should we should give it a shot. Uh, this, this, should, this should all be good. And, you know, Guts, who's looking kind of cocky, kind of thinks in the back of his head, uh, maybe I should have left with Casca. This, this kind of fucking sucks. But as he is wont to do, immediately runs into the crowd to start, you know, cleaving them in half. But while this is all happening... We finally get Sorkaska time, um, which has Yay. all been so good since so this whole debacle started, right? So Casca's running, um, and she ends up tripping over a branch because they're in this like, very heavily forested area. And she immediately recognizes that she has pursuers coming up, coming after, but not before feeling um, some more cramps, which, you know, indicate, yeah, guys, she has a period. It really fucking hurts. But um, while she's feeling these cramps, a guy, a little guy jumps from the, the trees and tries to stab her, but um, Casca's just fast enough and ends up uh, giving a good cut before he even hits the ground, and he's dead, we assume. But not before another guy with a um, mace, a gigantic dude with a mace, he's two-handing it, like he's playing fucking doubles, um, tries to come up on her right behind her, but she gets kicked in the mouth, uh, kicks a couple of his teeth out, and before she knows it, she's getting overwhelmed because the other three guys start to see what's happening as they're trying to put their boy's teeth back in his mouth and she gets back to running. Um, cut another cut. See, this is like, 
it's like a jj abrams movie or some shit um another cut back back to uh guts cutting two guys in half at once sorry cutting one guy's head in half and cutting another guy in half at once um and then we also get another really sick detail panel of guts doing his thing Uh, arms flying everywhere guys flying everywhere swords cut in half shields just busted in half uh, it's like those wooden shields it's like it's like it doesn't even look like they got cut it looks like exactly what he said happened where his sword just landed on it the right way and split it in half so mm-hmm. this must be the most painful way to die in the world i do not envy any yeah. of these people this looks awful um but guts uh gets kind of caught off guard by an arrow and does i think I, he has i think what is the one of the most human but dumb reactions in the world i feel like anybody would do this right so he sees the bolt coming for him right before it comes and because he's already swinging he lifts his left hand up and just blocks <laughs> he, he just blocks the arrow and by blocks i mean it goes straight through his fucking hand so now he has an arrow in his hand he's one-handing his sword still giving guys uh gaps in between their teeth like the next guy who was bragging about shooting him um guts just shoves his sword in his mouth while he's talking about how he shot him and you know while he's trying to reflect on his arrow in his hand um adon's talking shit and he's like hey look look at it his left hand's totally messed up he can't swing the sword anymore you guys are fucked and you know i mean well you're fucked guts pretty much and you know guts is like well um I guess this is interesting, at least. And as he says that, you know, it kind of looks like he didn't kill anybody. He's surrounded by what seems to be about the same amount of dudes <laughs> um, coming for him again. So now he's not only facing the same amount of guys, but he's one-handed. So while he deals with that, we get back to Casca, who is still getting chased down. And she realizes she can't run anymore, either out of exhaustion um, due to her period or something. That's what I'm assuming it is. I think that's what Nier's trying to beat us over the head with at this point. But as she's doing this, um, one of the guys who's chasing her comes up behind her and tries to smash her head in, barely missing. And while he, after he misses, she rolls over and cuts his throat. Uh, she's able to get back on her feet, but not before three more guys come up on her, um, end up nixing, hitting her arm on the armor, thank God, and avoided getting her arm cut off. But it knocks her forward out of her hand. So these two, these men knock her all the way to the ground. She like flies into the ground. They kick her sort of away. And this is where we start getting gross, right? So <laughs> for absolutely Sorry. no reason. So, you know, the men come up on her. One of them pulls out a dat. One of them pulls out his like smaller sword. And he's like, you got, you caused us a lot of trouble, girly. We'll put you out of your misery soon enough. But you stuck it to a bunch of our guys. So as thanks, we're going to stick it to you before we go. Right? Uh... Uh, implying that they're going to rape her. So he takes off her chest piece. He cuts open uh, the cloth part of her armor and then rips off her chest piece and throws it to the side. Um, and then cuts open her shirt, revealing one of her breasts, right? And at one of this point, Casca, at this point, Casca's fucking terrified. I mean, she thinks this is probably it, right? So the guy's like frustrated. Maybe you do command a thousand men, but you're pretty cute in this position. Like Aww. while she's pinned to the ground while all his buddies are like keeping her there. Um, and, you know, we start to get some insight to Casca. She's like, again, I can't even shove a creep like him aside my arm because he's like sh- he's like stepping on her wrist. Right. And all she's thinking about is, you know, thinking about how well she starts thinking about guts, but not before, you know, one of them grabs her by the mouth and is like, you know, don't you think about biting your tongue? It'd be boring if you died now. Right. So she starts thinking about guts. Surprisingly, she's thinking about guts because of what he said earlier. Uh, here, this worthless place. Is this where it ends for you? And then she starts to think about Griffith. 
which is really what the thing that gets her off her ass because she also remembers Gut saying, "Go to your sword master." Um, so she replies and says, "I won't bite my tongue." He says, "Oh," and then one of them starts laughing, and he's like, "Oh, well, she's desperate now, so it's not gonna be it's not gonna be fun. She's not struggling, right?" So as they're you know getting all their little rape jokes in, uh, Casca does the the best thing, grabs a little branch off the ground and shoves it directly into the guy on top of his eye, who is like literally starting to mount her, right? So stabs him in the eye. He's screaming his ass off. We get. <laughs> We get an uncharacteristic, like, large exclamation of him screaming with this uh, stick in his eye. It's, like, mm-hmm. written in, like, that old, like, Halloween font. You, yeah, <laughs> a lot of people is. would... Re- yeah, I, this... this I recognize this the first time I read it, and I was like, this is weird. Like, it's even for my notes the first time I read it. It's, it's very um, funny. But, yeah, so so it kind of puts the other guys off as well. They back up, get into their battle stances. And, you know, Casca does the first thing she does. She jumps to grab the sword that they kicked out. And and she hears a bunch of arrows being shot, and before she realizes the guy in front of her, um, one of the other soldiers, not the one she just stabbed in the eye, but a different one, gets you know just pummeled with all these arrows that just you know he's basically just a pincushion at this point. And she looks behind her, and yay, it's Judo who just happens hey, to come hey. and save uh, the damsel in distress, uh, Casca. The rest of the band of the hawk gets a bunch of archers with their uh, crossbows. That's who just you know riddled my dude up who's on the ground dead now and judo says she's the only woman for us so she won't be she won't come cheap because you know gotta get that uh a little uh a little roast in that for some reason has to affect casca too but that's the end of chapter yeah. 20 um and that's the end of our you know chapter section for this episode slash, slash. we are towards the end of this little um section here Fuck. But I am I'm glad we are splitting it into two chapters next time because the second chapter next time should be pretty worthwhile and okay. yeah so um very glad to be done with that section because it's uh it's not good it's not it's not it's not very great so so I I personally really like the fight scenes we got out of this and not much else yeah um the part I just read over with. Casca uh basically about to get assaulted by a bunch of the other soldiers. Um I hated reading that part the first time because it went on for way too long. Yeah. And also you're you're gonna notice this next chapter, people who are reading along. Yeah, Casca's titty is just out after that. Um yeah. like she's just running around with her titty out, which you know, nothing wrong with nudity, right? But like the context, this is not the time, Mira. Like, this is not you have threatened this specific character with rape, like three if not four times uh within the last like three to four chapters five or six six. yeah yeah so it's 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 like one more like okay dude we get it you like boobs you were in like your 20s or whenever you wrote this but like unnecessary like that it's yeah it's just uh, it's unnecessary at this point right and you know these chapters aren't called casca so i'm not gonna give them as much shit as i gave them before for that right yeah <laughs> but the way casca becomes like this this damsel thing especially because later on she doesn't do this as much right like she actually is very confident <laughs> later um while she's on her period right um this is a thing that we're gonna have to talk about again sadly but <laughs> um Yay. yeah because it, it's funny because that has to do with adon as well but yeah, yeah. it's um it, it's it's just <sighs> It's unnecessary. I feel like I said that 300 times, but yeah. I think that's the best way to describe it is that it's unnecessary. Yeah. I um 
have like this very weird memory about this chapter before I read Berserk technically. I think it was oh, I don't even think it was when I was watching it. Um so I had a friend who on the podcast will say anonymous, uh, Jamal knows exactly who I'm talking about though, who was yeah. really into like this and Fist of the North Star and all that. And I remember him like telling me about this. This is an ex-friend, by the way, I'm not friends yeah. anymore. I don't uh, know him. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't know you. Um but <laughs> he had told me about this scene and acted like it was like some empowering thing for her at the end because you know she stabs the guy in the eye or whatever but i actually have an opinion about this because i'm yeah. thinking about everything um this is like in every like action movie where like the girl like gets threatened with like rape or like mm-hmm. being killed or tortured in like a weird sexual way and mm-hmm. like so many different situations right and then it's like uh I won't go down easy. And then she like hits someone for some reason or like gets a guy and only gets like one hit in, you know, before she needs help again. And so to me, this is just like that, which is just a really annoying trope because it's always like the, like, I don't need, I'm as strong as any man. And then they need like trouble. They need help when they're in trouble. Exactly. The founding definition of that is men are better in this world. So she has to prove that she's as good as the man. Like it's, it's so it's yeah, it's just unnecessary. And like, that's the thing is like, of course that friend, ex friend, right. Would think that because they're a dude. So, and I feel like that's the thing is like a lot of those things are, I feel like they're for guys or for guys who want to mm-hmm. appeal to women and not to say that that doesn't appeal to women. I'm sure that there's somebody out there who likes that trope sometimes. Right. But, the, but like, yeah. that's not like good. Cause I feel like it's always seen as like, Oh, but like we had her face this adverse situation, which is always rape. And she, always. and she, and she, she broke out of it. She got out of it. And that was a powerful moment. Cause those men were about to take advantage of her. And it's like, like you consider just not doing that. Like, <laughs> you considered maybe Literally. not threatening your female OC with rape, and maybe then we would um, find other ways to find respect for her. Because I, I feel like that's the thing, is that this reaches back in her origin. Like, her whole origin is is that mm-hmm. she got sold to be a sex slave, and then the guy tried to rape her on the way there, but then uh, Griffith sewed up and handed her a sword, and it's like, and then she got herself out of it. And it's like, okay, well... That was a waste of my time. Like, <laughs> like yeah, that wasn't that wasn't that great. Like, I don't know. It's it, it's one of those things where it's like the praise it gets is not warranted, in my opinion. Exactly. Like, at all. Yeah, and like I I feel also like people tack these scenes on at the end of like a very gratuitous chapter or like scene in a movie mm-hmm. where like they're like so we tortured this woman a lot and like caused her a lot of anguish and like all these other things like probably usually because she's being threatened with rape mm-hmm. um, even if they don't like outright say that there's usually some implication of like rape or molestation or like something like they're that, gonna do you know? something with her yeah we're gonna have fun with you what does that mean like what yeah, is what does that, that mean? mean? That doesn't mean gang rape. Like, Get the fuck out of here. Gun. What does that mean? Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but um they like put this at the end and then when guys like my friend or my former friend like 
read it, they're like, oh, but, like, it was okay because at the end she, like, you know, she, like, got them or whatever. But then, like, it doesn't justify any of it. Like, like you, even, like, reading this, I was like, oh, good. Like, he deserved that, you know? But, like, to mm. me it wasn't, like, this huge triumphant moment, especially with Casca because she's a fucking general, you know? Yeah. Like, she's a commander and she has had so much army experience and stuff. And to me, like the whole, like, Oh, I'm so weak thing. Costco would be fucking shredded. I am so tired of like, right. And we need buff she, motherfuckers. She Dude. And, and, and this, like, this trope, give us buff women. I'll talk about this more. Cause there's an Elden Ring complaint I have, but continue. Yeah. 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 Go, go ahead. yeah no, well, I, I, I always, <laughs> I, I'm always happy to talk about that. But yeah, that's like, like I, I just hate like when they put something at the end and it's like, well, it's okay. Cause she got the really gross guy, you know? And it's like, yeah. but why did you need to have that to begin with? Because she could have just had like a scene where like, you know, even if you did want to do like her stamina running down and stuff, mm-hmm. like the conflict could have just been like, if you took out the rape entirely, Yes. Uh, she was in a battle. She lost it. Uh, Guts tried to save her. They both fell. They had a moment. They both got ambushed. And one of them needs to go get help because they're in a fucking ambush. Like, you don't have right. to have, like, gender-specific violence. Like, Yeah, it, exactly. Like, it yeah. can just be, like, a battle issue. Like, this is, like, a tactical disadvantage that they're at because they're two people against, like, a hundred-something. And, like, it's just very... um I don't know. Like, obviously, it's very sexist and like it's yeah. shitty and misogynistic, and it's just something I'm really tired of seeing of in media. And like, I was talking with um, Sash the other day about something. I think it mm-hmm. was. Um, I may have said this last time too, and if I have, I'm sorry for our listeners. Um, but, <laughs> no, it's all good. Uh, like I talked a little bit about how I've been reading Chainsaw Man with Sasha and um, Zach, but. Um, mm-hmm. Something that, like, kind of happens, like, as I am reading this kind of stuff is, like, while I'm reading it, I'm just kind of, like, this is unfortunately part and parcel of the genre, so I'm going to be mad about it later, but I'm just going to, like, keep reading through it for the time being, you know, because I want to get to X point or whatever. And, like, that happens, that happens a lot in Chainsaw Man, that's happened in stuff like things I like even like Rama one half and like berserk and yeah. all these, you know, obviously problematic pieces of media, but, um, it's, it's just, it, it's always tiring, you know, because it's always there. And I don't mean it in a way like, well, that's just the way it is. You know, I just mean it in this sense of like, this is a male author writing this. Yeah. So that's what's going to happen. Like it's factual more than like an excuse. Like, yeah, it, it's, it's like, factual. Yeah. 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 Cause like, I, I feel like people want to do this thing where it's like, no, that's just bad writing. And it's like, it is, but it's for a reason. Like there's something behind that. And you can be like, yeah. well, other men have written this better. It's like, well, okay, but that's not the rule. That's like the exception. Like that's not exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, if a guy writes a scene like this, like without rape, and so I'm not gonna give him like a bouquet of flowers and a cookie. Yeah, <laughs> like, gonna, I, I am gonna be like, oh, 
I am relieved that didn't happen. And I have a, like, like, I'm glad you met the bare minimum, you know, like, I don't, like, it's not something I'm like praising necessarily, but it is kind of like a relieving moment where it's like, okay, I didn't have to worry about a rape joke there. Oh, I didn't have to worry about like a weird misogynistic moment there. Or, oh, I didn't have to worry about a weird like period joke, you know, like so many things, um, where you just come to expect it that when it's not there, it's almost like, oh, that's a pleasant surprise and it shouldn't be, you know, but like when it comes to how guys write things, especially if they do not question things about themselves, which I doubt like 20 year old Miura was doing like you, you're not going to like analyze your own biases and stuff. Like there's, it's the same with like white authors who choose to write characters that are like people of color or Mm -hmm. like straight off. who try to write Mm -hmm. gay characters. Like, they may do a decent job in some ways, but a bit of their bias is always going to like worm its way in there, you know, because it, it's just exactly. how you are raised in society. And it's something you have to be incredibly conscious of to avoid doing. Like, you have it takes to over, you have to overdo the, the oversight on it. If you're going to do exactly. something like that. Like, and I feel like that's what people don't accept. Cause I feel like, a lot of us want this to think that, like, oh, we get people. Like, we understand yeah. issues. We get how other people see things. Even though we don't live their lives, we get it. And that carries mm-hmm. over into writing. Like, that's the thing. is like, that's how you get a lot of tropes from TV shows written by non-gay people about how, well, actually, the gays are the real homophobes. Or actually, women can be mean to women as well. Yeah. Like, you get a lot of stuff like that as well because it's, like, their observation or like how they actually see things like it's right. like it's like when you talk to somebody about something they're like oh well my experience with gay people is blank and it's like okay you are not in that community okay. that Shut is up. not your place to talk <laughs> yeah or it's not your place to write about that and it's like the writing what you know thing right like here's the thing it's like i'm not telling every white guy i only want to see you ever make tv shows with white people in it because then all i'll ever all i'll ever see is tv shows with white people in it right yeah like it's it's just like consulting and like trying to maybe really like not make it about you because i feel like when we get moments like this it's like uh how do i make this character good for my story okay well Mm -hmm. she's a woman so here's a woman specific issue rape okay cool let's make that what she does and that is so like backwards it's so backwards yeah exactly it's backwards or it's like if you have a trans character a gay character what do they deal with fucking aids or something yeah. crazy like that, right? Like, and we're not talking about Pose, right? It's just, <laughs> we're talking about yeah. like a character in a show who is trans or gay or something, and like they have this specific struggle because it's somebody who doesn't deal with that trying to come up with something. And then this is definitely yeah. one of those examples because it's like, like you said, we could have just had them her fail in battle or something, or like Which would have been like annoying, but still like yeah, like sometimes you mess up in battle and you get caught off guard. Right, and and this gets taken so far because, like, if he would have left it at the period thing, a lot of the shit in my and like this is from my perspective, right? Like, you know, like nobody has to agree, but like it would have been at least more bearable. Like, it wouldn't yeah, have been as like awful if if it was just the period stuff. But then you have to add the rape stuff in on top of it, and it's like, right. okay, this is what you've boiled your female character down to. So, <laughs> so <Right>. yeah, <laughs> I think like 
there's layers to it, you know, because like there's the period thing, right? And then there's the damsel in distress trope. And mm-hmm. then there's also like, well, I really want Guts to seem heroic, so he has to save her. So like there's that like added element while talking down to her. Saves the little woman. Exactly. Like mm-hmm. he's smarter than her. She doesn't know how to handle herself in battle, which is bullshit because she's a fucking general. Anyways, but, um, mm-hmm. it's just like and then, like, you have the rape jokes, and then you have the men who view her in a derogatory way, but because the men around her also view her that way, and we've seen that, it doesn't feel any different, because you've had guys who are on her side make similar jokes and, like, illusions and stuff, you know? Like, right. it's not... it. You see, like, you see his, like... um bias i guess and like his like preconceived beliefs and internalized stuff that he has not addressed at all and it's not just like one thing because like if it was just the period i would be like okay yeah like it does suck getting your period and that is a realistic thing to portray i don't necessarily think you were the best person equipped to like portray that but like right we're already here (laughs) a mild annoyance where i would have been like yeah, you do get more tired. Yeah, you do bleed a lot, and it sucks, and you get cramps. That, that That's all true, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. But, like, having that on top of, like, the way he draws her, because there's these visual elements to it, too, right? Her butt because gets so much from, time in, in these yeah. chapters. And, like, and I feel like it was only in recent chapters where he really started highlighting her act too mm-hmm. like he'll put so much <laughs> little, little hash little hash ass. marks on her boot on her booty every time no and like it's been like that since these series of chapters started like it, it, yes. it's so weird and uh hey just... um anybody who makes an oc if you're gonna make an oc you want to jerk off to don't show it to the rest of us just leave them no. in your little jerk off corner Go do that. Don't Don't make a porn comic. Don't put it here. Yeah, exactly. Because we didn't need to see Casca's titty in the middle of her almost getting raped. That's not... That's not cool. cool. And I think I talked about before how, like, immediately after Adon, like, you know, has this very long involved monologue about raping her, um, we have a pinup at the beginning of the chapter of her. Yeah. That, like, from that moment on, I was like, oh, this is what we're doing. Okay. Because, like, it's obvious that, like, this whole situation is meant to be titillating also. It's not meant to be, like, oh, this, like, you know, like, it's Oh, this is shocking. But it's meant to be sexual also. Like, it's a definite sexual thing. And that's frustrating. And I hate it. (laughs) But, like... I don't know. There's just, like, so many elements to this where you can't just be like, oh, well, like, you know, it's just men not understanding women. There's, like, so many layers to it of, like, yeah, yeah. He, his self-insert says these things. Like, he draws her this way because this is, like, his, like, waifu or whatever. I don't know. Like, yeah. you know, like, there's, like, all these elements to it that build around, like, the core issue, which is that he has misogynistic concepts that he holds yes. on to yes and it all like forms like it's like a jawbreaker and like the further down you get you're like okay there's like a core in here somewhere but i gotta get through all these like yeah. really hard like sticky crunchy layers first that i don't really want to touch right um, <laughs> but yeah and like i think it's like that with any writing and like like you said like i wanted to say like with the right what you know thing i think something people like to leave out is like 
you're always learning new things. You're always gaining knowledge on things. And so the depth of things you can write, and I'm saying this as also a writer, like we both are, like you gain more insight to things and you can write about more and more things. But the issue is that some people who get their insight, they get it from the wrong source. They're not getting it from like Mm -hmm. that group of people. They're not getting it because they're reading articles and books by people who like are are one of those minorities or have those lived experiences. And it's just like a very surface level understanding of it. So of course you can only write a surface level character based off of it. Yeah. Based off your surface level observations. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And so like having writing what you know, is not just like having like for me for example like being mixed but white and Mm -hmm. like having you know some like traveler's experience but as a you know american white person traveling to these countries and stuff Mm -hmm. like i could write about that but it wouldn't be a very nuanced thing because i don't have the depth that someone else would have on that you know like there are different people have different experiences because at the time when i was traveling I was also able-bodied. I was also very thin. And, like, mm-hmm. I didn't have to think about all these things. And then, like, as I grew up, I talked to people who were like, well, I can't travel because, like, they don't make these accessibility accommodations for, like, wheelchairs. And they don't exactly. make, uh, like, seats that are big enough for fat people because they are trying to get as many seats in as possible, you know? Like, yeah. it's all these, like, elements that, like, stop people from doing things that you don't realize until you actually talk to these people and like really like dig into yourself in these issues and examine things. So like, yeah, I know more yeah. now and I could write something much better now, but you're always going to continue to grow. And if you take like, write what you know as an excuse to like only write about your lived experiences, I think that's very silly and like a very narrow Exactly. That that's that's very like it's like has no nuance to it. It's basically like oh you're exactly. saying I can't write about brown people. Well then I'll have no brown people in my work. And it's like okay. we, we see and we see this happen before, right? Like uh, Lena Dunham who wrote the wrote oh and starred in HBO's Girls. Her the one of the critiques she got in the first season was that this is not represent New York. This is just a bunch of fucking white people. Um, rightfully so. Yeah. It was like one of the biggest critiques of the first season. So what did she do? Defended herself in the media and then added like a couple of. Ugly black people as extras and background characters. So, yeah. so that's the thing. Is like people. Uh, I, I feel like I talk about this all the time on here. People are very prideful, and if you if when people yeah. find out they might be wrong about something or that somebody disagrees with them on something because that's not how they feel that they should be represented, it's like this like animalistic or like simple ass response to just like defend yourself, right. and I feel like. If we want better media and media is like media that's actually good, we need to like not take those critiques as like, well, I shouldn't be a writer then. I'm just gonna leave. Yeah. Because it's like, goddamn, dude. Like we were even saying you had something to offer, but if you just did this, then that then it might be better. Like it's not about wow, you didn't represent like people like make up straw men where it's like, wow, you didn't represent uh, non-binary people in your thing forever. We're gonna cancel you. That's not a thing. Nobody nobody does that. That's not no. a thing. People just want to be represented correctly and want people to talk to them correctly and show them off correctly in these pieces of media. So, like, yeah, I feel like, like you said, like, I'm not going to sit here and write about something that I don't know anything about. But if I want to include that stuff, I'm going to at least do the fucking research or like exactly. consult somebody yeah. or get like a source 
to like at least like ch- check me because because like that's the thing is like i feel like i even see people are part of these minority groups or like i don't know if minorities outdated anymore whatever but like these franchise groups is yes i don't know i still hear people say it i've heard people say that minority like they've upgraded the terms i don't know if you know and you're oh. listening to this let us know okay. i don't i don't know i still say minority but like minority people and yeah exactly we're old fucking millennials um but yeah they they tend to like I don't know. They get really defensive about a lot of stuff. Yeah. And and it's not just them. It's a lot of people. It's like a lot of older millennials and a lot of people in those groups. If they try to write about another culture, like if a trans person writes about, you know, or like, let's say, let's say you're a black dude and you want to write about like something I have nothing to do about, like Asian stuff. Like there's a, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. A lot of black people fetishize anime shit and they don't know goddamn, goddamn motherfucking shit about anime. <laughs> Like it's shit like that, right? Or they don't know anything about Japanese culture, and they, all, and they like. There's a lot of black people who absolutely adore Japanese stuff and Japanese culture, and make their own animes and do their own art. Will never in their actual fucking life study the culture and know anything. Because if you talk to them, everything they know is based on anime. And this isn't just black people. I'm just speaking from my experience with these fucking weebs. This is a lot of weebs in general. So. But the fact is, is that some people be like, well, I'm a part of this minority group, so I should be able to do what I want. And it's like, everything isn't black and white. This is all nuanced. Please just learn about each other and respect each other if you're going to go as far as to include somebody's culture and, like, representation into something. And especially if you're going to make somebody a main character. Like, don't make their whole struggle based on, well, I know about this off the internet and the three black people I've known my entire life. So I'm going to give them the storyline. Right. I think on the flip side of that, like, we we obviously know that it goes both ways. There are a lot of Asian people who, I am also an Asian person, so just throwing it <gasps> out there. But, oh my god. But, um, <laughs> like, there's a lot of Asian people who, like, do fetishize black people and fetishize yes. a lot of things about them and have these, like, preconceived ideas about them. And, like, a specific, like, cult- more cultural example that I can think of is that, um, I've seen a lot of people who dress in gyaru, which is, like, um, it's, like, an alternative clothing style. It's based off of, like, um, it's kind of, like, original bimbo kind of shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But, like, a lot more, like, garish in a lot of ways. And it's, it's, um, it's kind of, like, based off of how they viewed, like... Uh, Beverly Hills chicks and things like that. Right. Like it's a lot of those concepts. Right. And they would like tan themselves and like have like dye their hair blonde and like all these other things because it was all very taboo at the time. And so it was like a subculture that was pushing back about those things because they weren't allowed that much about the time. But on like there's aspects of it where they were also pulling from uh how a lot of black women dress and how they perceived that. And there's like parts of Gyaru that aren't popular anymore for this reason, basically, because it was almost like a blackface kind of thing. Yeah. And like, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't the original intent of it, but what wound up happening is it became that. And so yeah. they had like, a lot of people looked at it and were like, we don't really want to do this anymore. Like this may have been something we did in the early 2000s in like the 90s but like we don't want to do this anymore and so it's moved on and evolved as the subculture has evolved and like i've seen a lot of people talk about that and like 
whether it's okay to like show images about that stuff. And I think like, I mean, you can't like erase your pictures from when you were a stupid, like 20 something year old or a teenager. Right. Right. But like, hopefully Joelle and I were kind of talking about this earlier, but like, hopefully like as you grow as a person and you learn to have shame about certain things that were not good things that you did, you can like, not like be proud of it, but you can acknowledge like, I did do this thing. This was a shitty thing that I did. Right. I don't want to do this anymore, but I'm not going to pretend I didn't do it. And so it's the pretending you didn't do it part for me. That's like the bad part. Right. It's like, you can't act like, and like, we're not talking about Mira, right? He's dead. We're not talking about him, but (laughs) yeah, yeah, he he doesn't have, he doesn't have to answer the shit. No, yeah, no, he's good. He's he's dead. um, (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, with the Giaru stuff, like there's been a lot of discourse about it because people are like, well, it wasn't really blackface and it wasn't really this. And it's like, okay, but you are taking from like black culture because a lot of American style automatically takes from black people, you know, like it's, American pop culture pulls from a lot of things that are popular in black communities and commodifies them. So you're always going to get that to an extent. And then if you're like exaggerating all of it, you're going to start to slip into a questionable territory, you know? So. Right. Right. There's all that. It's very, very, uh, it's funny because like it's simple, but it's complicated at the same time. It's like. It's like I don't know. It's it's like so many things where, uh gosh. <laughs> it's simple, but it's not easy. Yeah, it's simple, but it's exactly it's simple, but it's not easy. So yeah, I mean, I feel like that was the fatal flaw of these chapters. Is just it's yeah. like it's like do you show this to a woman? Like did, like like real question. Like I, like did a woman see this before it <laughs> before it went out? Yeah. Like, like did Probably anybody not. like look over this and was like that makes sense or were they just like yes that makes her look strong because. Like once again, like I'm not I'm not I'm not a woman, but I I don't understand the like rape trope for women because that's like a thing that's in TV shows, movies, books, video games. Mm-hmm. Like so many fucking things have that trope, and it is exhausting because yeah. it is highly unnecessary. Because all all it does is just reduce women to oh yep, you're a sex object again. Like that's basically right. all it is at that point, and it's just such like a cop out to use this thing that. We know this is traumatic, so this is what we know will work. Like it's just like right. okay, like God yeah, damn it. We've we've discussed that at length before. Using like the only like traumatic experience you can think of for a woman is rape. There is that in itself. Like that is an issue, and you need to work on that yeah. because there's so many things that can be a traumatizing event for anybody or like other experiences women have, like with that kind of thing. And like while a lot of those things are like sexual violations a lot of like (laughs) i don't know like i feel like it's never a nuanced thing it's just like ah bad guy rape and it's like okay um (laughs) that's not helpful and that doesn't add anything so if your thing isn't (laughs) adding anything to the story why is it here exactly Um, it it didn't it doesn't add to it right and yeah like okay so even for instance right like we I, i still don't like the guts rape scene really but it felt yeah. like at least more purposeful than whatever this was. Like, yeah, it, it, it at least like, oh, okay, this is about his trust issues. Like, this is going to factor into more stuff. And mm-hmm. I feel like I'm like, when the hell is this going to factor into anything <laughs> at all? Yeah. Like, if I was at my most generous with this chapter, which I will never be because I think it's stupid. Um, yeah. but and there's like, so if much I was better feeling... chapters of this manga. God damn it. Exactly. Like if I was feeling incredibly generous, I could be like, okay, 
it's a parallel to when she was a kid, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's her. We just talked about her backstory and now she's kind of having a similar moment as an adult. And instead of giving up, I would have preferred her like remember her backstory and when that happened and how she felt in that moment. Right. Think of guts. And (laughs) Griffith. An unrelated moment. Beyond her own power, you know? Yeah. If you really want to push that narrative, like I still wouldn't have liked it very much, but like I would have understood it better than this because it would have been like, you know, this is a situation I found myself in again. But I know how to handle it. And then right. she can, like, deal with it because she's a strong person. She's a soldier. She's very trained. And, like, she has a lot more resources than she did as a kid when she first picked up a sword. So, like, I would have preferred that kind of angle. Like, I'm dealing with this again, but I can deal with it now. And less of, like, a, um, I don't know, like, oh... I have to think of the men in my life to yeah. get by it. And, like, I know, like, her dream is to help Griffith and yeah. stuff. And, like, thinking of him is less annoying to me than her thinking about Guts. Because like, yeah. I feel like that's really out of character, honestly. Because she fucking hates him. And, like, I don't... Like, I know they've had, like, a couple of moments. But to me, like, they haven't had enough moments for him to be, like, a motivator for her at this point. And so I don't... Like, like, it's like, ah, the romance is beginning because she's thinking about him. And I'm like, I don't want that right now, actually. I would like to just deal with the situation that's happening that is unavoidable, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. So. Yeah, unavo- unavoidable in this in this world he's created. Yeah. Ex- yeah. <laughs> it is completely avoidable, but. Yeah, we have yeah right. About. But, yeah, I just, I don't know. There's. I could go, we, and we have gone on for hours about this over the course (laughs) of this podcast because it's a constant issue and there's always new things to say about it because he keeps finding new ways to like, uh, sexually assault women (laughs) in this fucking manga. So we have to keep talking about it, but it's just, it's another moment where there were several disappointing things in it. And this was one of the most glaring ones because it lasts so long you know yeah. like you were the scene was like gratuitously long i completely agree because i was just yeah. like are we still okay uh, oh another page like and yeah another, she, okay. could she just get this guy off of her like what's the point of it like uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's, it's, it's frustrating. frustrating it's frustrating because like and I'm sure people might listen to this and be like, what else? why don't they talk about the rest of the chapter? Kind of because we talked about the other parts of the chapter that were cool. I mean, the guy got his head split in half and there was some ableism. I mean, yeah. like, like. This I, was like the big issue of it. You know, this was yes. like, like, there's core parts to chapters that we are going to talk about a lot more than other ones. Because, yeah. like, we can only say, like, Mira draw good, like, so many times. Yeah, ex- exactly. He, we can only say that so many times. And after a while, I mean, all that really happens is, like, like all that, what else happened in this chapter? Uh, guts beat a bunch of dudes' asses, which you guys should be reading along to that part anyway, because it's sick to look at. But, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, more, the crux of this chapter, because Mira made it that when he wrote it, is Kyle's having a crisis right now because she's at her weakest because she's having a period and people are misogynizing the fuck out of her. And <laughs> that's what we're talking about, is how poorly put together that is. So I feel like that's only fair for what we were given with both of these chapters and exactly 
yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I, the thing is that like I I have I need to catch back up because I haven't read in like a couple weeks, but I've read yeah, better read chapters it. of this. Like there are better chapters of this manga and mm-hmm. better character developments. Things come full circle in a cool way. Things. I'm so excited the for process. the next arc. Like it's dope. As yes, fuck. the next arc is great, which is why we're gonna give it time to breathe a little bit uh, with God. these in between chapters next time because the next arc is actually good. Um, and Casca is treated better in the next arc in general. And, 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 and the thing, yeah, and that's the thing, right? Like, like just just to beat it over the head one more time, I, I feel like Mir. The excuse would be like, well, Mir's had a man raped in his stomach before, so ha, you can't. That doesn't yeah. fucking make it any better. Like, that's not. When, we already had issues with that. So, like, yeah, I, I don't we talked about those. Go listen like, to the episode. Exactly. Like, it doesn't matter because you know, it's gender non non discriminating rape. First of all, more women are still being raped in this series Thank overall. You, yeah. So that that's not even a point. So I, I don't like that because one, that's just like a very um, stick your head in the sand answer to it. Like, yeah, the women in this series are treated the worst second only to like the children like and yeah yeah, i mean sorry the the children are right behind the woman the woman number one treated like shit in this comic most of the children are also girls and the one yes and the women (laughs) exactly in the in the the only people we see nude and treated sexually assault wise are children who are girls and women so i I feel like like, i feel like this is Exactly right. Like we're and that's the thing. We're not gonna have a, a, a chapter where guts goes through like fucking erectile dysfunction or something, right? Like there isn't gonna be some stupid balance between these dumb tropes or yeah, like like, like oh guts can't get his dick up. Like this isn't gonna guts be a goes thing. Through late puberty. Um. Yeah, right. Guts guts gets his first fucking prostate exam or guts can't shave his beard. Like that's not the type of shit you're doing with the other male with the male characters. So yeah. I I don't like. And, and guess what? If you're thinking of, like, if you're an aspiring writer, right, and you're thinking about this, and you're like, oh, well, I've written stuff like that in the past. Nobody's saying you have to delete your old writing, right? I'm yeah. saying, like, think harder about this shit in the future. Like, there's just so much, there's just better ways to do this. And nobody's saying you can't have sexual conflict or awful things happen in your comics, but mm-hmm. goddamn, if that's your one tool, I feel like you should mm-hmm. uh, uh, do the other cool shit Mira does with this comic. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. you should do. You should, you should not do that part yeah yeah but yeah um i also don't yeah. think like you should have to shy away from stories about rape you know that deal exactly with those, like hardships and concepts and like but the aftermath of it because it's a really hard thing to do but the thing with mira is like the only time i feel like that's really been fully explored and not even fully was with guts when he was a kid and like seeing like him get gaslit and yes. see him like go through this whole processing and grieving phase where, you know, he went through like basically all five stages of grief and then had to yes. go through them again later. And it's just like, you know, you saw like this full spectrum of emotions and thoughts and feelings about it. And then you get to Casca and then it's just like a, constant punchline you know it's like a constant thing to like put her in peril and it's never like Casca being traumatized from when she was a kid and like having to deal with that you know and it's never not gonna be like Casca like has like eternal nightmares about this moment because it was completely horrific you know yeah like it was a moment where she felt very powerless we're not gonna like get anything that delves into that exactly and I don't like that that's what I don't. That's when the we crux talked of about it. this a lot. Yeah, yeah, we talked about this a lot when we talked about um, how 
the whole like rape scene with guts as a child like our feelings about it and how they were very complex in a lot of ways like there's nothing complex for me to feel about this one yep because it's nothing there's nothing yeah there's nothing to feel complex about it's it's for shock it's for shock value overall and yeah my problem with shock value stuff is that the shock value shouldn't come from the 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 action you use to cause the shock. I feel like that's what the worst thing about like shock value from things is. I think is. that's a good way to say it. Yeah, because like for instance, you have a rape plot in your story. The rape itself shouldn't be like the thing. And if that's what the thing is in your conflict, you should take a step back and maybe re- retool it a little bit because otherwise there's no point in doing that. And I feel like that's what we got here. Because you're right, we got multiple nightmares from guts. We got guts dealing with this shit like whether he dealt with it or not because that's the other thing that was realistic about it it wasn't resolved mm-hmm. he didn't like go to therapy no. and then go well that's it i'm over my rate thank you therapy. so much therapist yeah his medieval therapist it's like cutting people's heads off in between uh, sessions but yeah they're just like, on the battlefield there's a couch all of a sudden exactly and guts is like reclining on it crying yeah like and and that's the thing like he got that processing moment like he got to be able to have his nightmares and we see him deal with like trust and stuff Casca stuff like you said is literally just moment in time almost rapes <laughs> and that's yeah. so like like I, I don't know i don't know how yeah. else to describe it yeah and, that, and that's the thing you're absolutely right it's not fleshed out and i do not believe it gets fleshed out because I, no it doesn't if i'm yeah. remembering correctly and like i think like if she had been given like a moment to have it fleshed out a little bit i would be like one percent less um, yes. stern about this but like i i really just don't like and like i don't also don't like the like idea that like just because they were almost rapes she doesn't have to process it you know because guts was raped you know yeah. but sauce oh my god Casca, Saska. Saska, uh Casca is still being like you know sexually violated because she's being molested she's having people like expose her constantly and like talk about her body in weird ways and like talk about what they want to do yes. to her. and those are all forms of abuse and forms of assault and like I feel like a lot of people don't take verbal assault into account yeah. and like they're like well if like there wasn't like the penetrative act or if there wasn't like the it's actual just, oh, sex so act Act, which is stupid then it's not rape and that's not true necessarily no. you know like, no yeah there's different forms of sexual trauma. abuse yeah yeah like yeah people get caught up in semantics which is where yeah. you gotta get like okay yeah sure if we we don't go by your definition of rape or whatever it's sexual assault or sexual abuse yes. like at the very least right like if we're gonna be all ben shapiro definition about it like some people want to be so yeah, yeah i i yeah, yeah, man. Mira, Mira does such much better stuff with these kinds of storylines. Yeah. Um. And yeah, this ain't it. This ain't it. And that and that's kind of the point of it, right? Next time we get into more into um another thing that's connected technically to a sexual assault. It's just a mm-hmm. statutory one. Um, with you know a lot of Griffith stuff, but. Yeah. Th- that's the thing is like even it. that is handled with so much more like nuance right like yeah, it's just it's just some tact it's like it. there's like tact to it it's not like like and i feel like it's like does is because mira doesn't know how to like pervertedly sexualize men like i don't like i don't know right yeah like like it's I, yeah 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 i think we've kind of talked before about how it feels like 
Mira has had some experience in some way. And obviously, yeah. this is all conjecture. We're not saying Mira was raped or anything. That's not yeah, something yeah, he no, ever that's... really talked about. I'm not going to speculate right. about that. But it yeah. feels like reading his work, he has some experience to an extent with this kind of thing. Yes. And I think that w- that's what makes it so frustrating about how he handles it with women, because it's never as it's never taken as seriously. And I know that like men like who are sexually assaulted and raped, they're often not believed. And I think that's a really important thing to talk about and consider and like talk about how like macho culture like gets in the way of that, you know, but in this case, it's, it's not within that, you know, like it's showing that like I can create these nuanced stories and it's like, okay, cool. Let's look at like how you portray women being raped and it's like yep oh that's just like a throwaway thing and it's like no it's not because i know you know it's not because you've exactly (laughs) exactly we've seen it already so the fact that you treat it as a throwaway is a big problem like like this is obviously like because if that was the case we just see people getting raped in the background all the time like that's and that's not the case with this comic yeah right like like I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, you clearly thought about it. You just didn't think about it enough. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good way of saying it. Yeah. yeah. Like, I I think that Mira handles a lot of very, like, hard topics very well. Um, mm-hmm. Surprisingly well in some cases. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. And it, it just makes it all the more disappointing where a different facet of that topic is not handled well. It's like he took the right what you know thing and he's like, I know about this thing. I can write about it with men. But then mm-hmm. when it comes to women, he's like, I mean, I know about it. So I'll like write about it. But like, it's yeah, like this instead, because it's definitely different. You know, it's when, definitely like, something women deal with not. more. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's it's like how there's this trope where like people don't like to talk about like man on man rape a lot of the time yeah. because it's like taboo because it has to do it's home. It's homophobic. Right. Like that's part yeah, of it. There's, it's heavily there's homophobic. A, there's so much um, nuance that has to be had with that conversation. That yes. is the reason a lot of people don't talk about exactly. It, exactly. People don't even know how to interface it. Right. So. I feel like that's the thing is like you took that topic that a, a day-to-day person can't even like get five, two sentences into and did a pretty good job with it. Not great. Not like excellent. Not, great. not, not perfect. Some there was still yeah, some so, other shit. <laughs> still some racism and toss in there with some uh, gratuitousness that wasn't quite necessary. Right. You did that. And then when it comes to what people, I don't, I don't think this is totally accurate. What people consider is a more common topic or more, you know, what's it yeah. called? Um, understood topic. It's not. Um, no, it's not. You didn't, <laughs> you didn't, you didn't pull it off chief. And and that's the thing is like, it's one of those things where once again, if you're going to broach the subject and do it like this, I kind of wish she mm-hmm. just didn't broach it at all. And just had Costco, like get her, get her ass beat or something. Right. Cause like, that's Fine. the thing is like, this is, <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing, like, right. Like I would have much rather had Costco just get her ass beat and then have to like, like defend herself afterwards or something right like that's just yeah it does it's not loaded with all this other shit behind it like mm-hmm. if you're gonna use such a heavy topic to do the heavy lifting like my guy and i feel like we've been i feel like we were kind of we're we, we have gotten our point across but i feel like i need to stress this out again because if there's any little shit who's like 19 or 18 and like is writing all the time and doing a good job I, I, i'm proud of you please for the love of god don't do this <laughs> Don't yeah, do don't. This. Keep yeah, writing your fanfic. Like just don't do this. Just don't. Just don't do this. Slash. Slash. I think that's a good 
cap for that conversation, <laughs> but it'll be a conversation we have again, likely, because Amira does deal with rape in some form or fashion throughout a lot of Berserk, yes. and so we will yeah. definitely have more opportunities to talk about that. On a completely different, lighter note, um, you didn't point out something. Like, we were just talking about how, mm -hmm. like, oh, we covered everything in the chapter, but there was something funny to me that you didn't mention about the fight. Um, yes. When it's, like, shot in the hand, he's, like, looking at it, and then he, like, crushes the bolt with his hand while it's still embedded in his yes. hand. Yes, And then, like, drops it out, which is fucking hysterical to me because it's so fucking over the top. Yes, it's um, way... Yeah, I noticed him crush it, which is, like, how fucking badass? Like, what is that even? So, I read that panel and I was like, that is so stupid, but it's all... So sick. Like, weirdly badass and sick. Because, like, so you sick. see, like, the top of the bolt still sticking out of his hand, but that way, like, it's not, like, just, like, a stick in his hand, I guess. Right. But I just remember reading that for the first time and being like, did he just... And I, like, scroll back up. <laughs> I was like, it's like oh, shit. Bolt with his hand? But, uh, very funny, uh, guts moment. Again, <laughs> guts W moment. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, I... Yeah, there's, um, not, there's not a whole lot yeah. else to talk about with this we talked about the ableism and like i don't really think there's a lot more to embellish on that because it's pretty straightforward and we're also gonna get um much more <laughs> ableist as the story goes on yeah so yeah. we'll have ample opportunity to talk about that so i will spare that for another day but um yeah yeah, I, like, I don't know, like, when I was reading these and, like, taking notes on them, I had, like, I had read, like, God, a couple of volumes, like, in one sitting, a like, a couple months back, and, like, I got back to this when I was making notes, and I was just, mm -hmm. like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I want to, like, right. talk about Kaka getting rape threats again. I don't want to do again. this. Again. Uh, like <laughs> And like I um, finished them, and I went to sit with my wife, and they were like, "Was it was it hard chapters?" And I was like, "I mean, it's the same shit as always, you know. Like it's pretty." Yeah, it hasn't here. hasn't gotten any better the past few episodes. Yeah, yeah, it's ooh man, and I don't know. Also, just I guess it's the only other thing that happened in the chapter: the fact that Judo just shows up, like, "Aha, you can do it by yourself." I'm here to help yeah. you. It's just another thing. It's just a, yeah. like a little like icing on top. It's like, okay, like literally. And like, so, so now the twink is going to come save us. Like, God damn it. Okay. <laughs> I love, you know, uh, trans mask King. Um, but of course. <laughs> in this part, I was even like, Oh, Hey, Judo, you don't need to be here right now. Yeah. Like Judo, um, I want, I still like you. What the fuck? Like, yeah, I, sorry, I just noticed, like, in that last page, uh, the two enemy guys are, like, super cheeked up in their armor. I'm like, telling you, <laughs> thick. It's a sudden fixation. Um, Mira, Mira, sorry, listen, nah, I, need, I need to shade some ass now, because, yeah, they're, they're triple cheeked up. Jesus. Someone asked Mira, are you a tits or an ass guy? And he, like, had to emphasize it to prove his point. I was like, oh, okay, no, I got you guys. Chapters. I got oh y'all. No, no problem. Yeah, it's. Oh man. Yeah. So. Oh my God, sorry. That was just like kind of comical. No, <laughs> no, that's hilarious. I, I really didn't have anything else to add. It's fucking funny. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's. Uh, 
Oh god. Well, well, listen. Th- these were these sure were some chapters, but next, <laughs> next, uh, next time should be a lot less um, grading for us at least. I hope you guys are enjoying us like pick it apart because I'm sure that like reading these is probably like oh okay whatever what could they say about this but yeah there's a lot to say so hope yeah. you guys enjoyed that part at least but um, next time there's a lot more to talk about get some more uh, war cancel type shit we get yeah. some more background on other characters more people come into the picture um, and there's a pretty important conversation between Casca and Guts that we'll probably have a lot to say about next time but yeah no these were um boo-boo chapters and once again i can still like a thing that has bad parts and this is one of those things because if i ever do a reread of this after we read this i'm probably going to skip some sections and this will probably be one of those sections i skip 100 (laughs) percent. i um i hate this section and like there's obviously uh for those of you who know berserk you know there's a part coming up later that is like the wall for a lot of people um which Mm -hmm. is understandable we'll probably be taking a break after that Mm -hmm. part and doing something a little more lighthearted, like playing the game or something Mm -hmm. but um (laughs) uh i was talking with zach about it and he was like so that part was bad but there was a part after it where i almost stopped reading and i'm just (laughs) like i don't want to do that um so i am very afraid of that i have not read that far yet so i'm kind of like uh, i don't care for that um <laughs> i don't want to know course. but yeah there was there's been several like kind of make or break moments with berserk for me and um i i'm hoping that like reading it with cheval i can kind of be like okay at least we can like talk about this so there's a purpose yeah. to me reading it, not just me reading like some senseless like soul <laughs> violence or torture for no reason and not enjoying myself at all right Um, right yeah because what would be what would be the point yeah because there's there was a point i think i've talked about this before so sorry if you've heard this before i i have a horrible memory in case you guys haven't noticed but um there was a part in like the new anime where i like stopped consuming anything berserk for like two to three years because i was like i am fucking traumatized and i hate that and i don't ever want to see it again (laughs) and now here i am uh hosting a podcast on the fucking hell yeah let's go yeah no i i am still mostly blind to the to this stuff so i'm like okay let me see how i think because i I agree it's easier when you're able to talk to somebody about it afterwards rather than like sitting on media and being like and going to talk one going to talk to random people about it online because no, people have God, I hate that. <laughs> people. I don't know. I'm sorry. I love memes just as much as the next person. Some of y'all go online and all you do is meme, and you're very boring. So, yeah, um, yeah no. Also, sometimes you don't have to meme about every serious topic. You can yeah. meme about things with humor. Sometimes, yeah, so. you can just some types. No, but but Cal, you don't understand. It's how people cope. We only can cope through humor, okay. and no other form of coping exists besides humor unless unless you're like a you know well-adjusted person or something but mm-hmm. um yes this is about ukraine by the way um yeah, yeah I so, can so yeah <laughs> coping. that is a way to uh put that i mean that in the derogatory cope way yeah but, like um, yeah you are sure coping yeah it, like i don't know i just sometimes i want to discuss media online and then you run into people who either defend something with their whole heart because it will um it will like destroy their soul 
if you yeah. talk shit about it. And I, yeah, I hate yeah. those kind of conversations. And I thought it was just a Twitter thing, but then you'll go on Reddit, you'll go on other places, and no. you'll it's run into people like who... It's like a Goodreads thing. Like, you don't even have to be on, like, social media. You could be on a fucking book review site, and someone writes a bad review, and someone's like, well, this is, like, my comfort series, and I don't know why you would talk about this. And I'm like, you oh, are an adult God. reading young adult fiction. So <laughs> grow the fuck up. Um, <laughs> like, I'm sorry the teenagers did not fuck <laughs> yeah <laughs> like maybe read guy. different media i don't i don't uh, yeah and then you're yeah. the bad guy because you're the one who pointed out that they wanted the teens to have sex and they're like it's not sexual and it's like okay <laughs> what is it then yeah um, yeah anyways there's anime people like that too y'all drive me crazy drive um, me nuts dude you gotta I don't know. I feel like things were more interesting to talk about back in the day with some stuff because now it literally is like either you defend something to the death, and if you don't, you hate it. And it's like, but no, I don't. I don't hate this. I'm just telling you that this is shit about it, and I want to talk about that. Yeah. Not not you know get into a stand argument. Like I don't. <laughs> like I'm yeah, good on like all I that. Always, I always feel like I'm very much on eggshells when I have when I want to talk about some things because sometimes so people will bring up a piece of media and I'm like. I don't want to be like a fucking like rain cloud, you know, and be like, well, mm-hmm. actually, I didn't like this part of it. Like, I liked this, but I don't like you don't want to do that when someone's being excited about something. But you also don't know, like, the appropriate time to talk about it necessarily. Exactly. And, so, and like, you can even do this with like people that people look up to, like when people talk about like David Bowie and shit and I and they expect me to join it. I'm like, people want me to join in in this situation. Yeah, but so everybody like, likes popular celebrity and doesn't think yeah. they're problematic. Oh, no one's Because I don't think they're problematic. Yeah, like, yeah, okay. don't Don't talk to me about MCR ever, actually. Um, <laughs> like, no, no, but I can't believe you still support Gerard Way and get, put money directly in his pocket every day, Cal. I can't yeah. believe you... Oh you my like... fucking god, sorry. I know we've talked about um Harry Potter fucking death on here, but um the way people are fucking like defending, like playing the game still and like people being like, I think this is transphobic of you to support someone who is like literally helping like fund transphobic yeah. bills. Turning like, it up to, to to twelve. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, and then I see like <laughs> People being like, well, I, this is like, I've liked it since I was a kid and like, I'm not going to just get rid of the merch. And like, to me, like, I don't, I don't know about some people, but like, there's some media where I'm like, I feel very betrayed by this, but like, there's things that I'll hold on to for myself in private, you know, like I have a couple of things from my Overwatch days still that I keep in like a box. And, like, I have, like, a couple of plushies that I still have out because Overwatch was a really big thing for me. I fucking hate Blizzard, and I'm really conflicted about Overwatch 2 because I want to play with Cheval, but I also, like, don't (laughs) want to, like, play a Blizzard game. So it's, like, (laughs) you're like, ugh, I don't know. Um, But, like, and for me, that's a big conflict, you know? But, like, I feel like some people feel like if they like something... They have to like it with their whole chest. It's like Disney fans. Harry Potter and Disney fans are very similar because they both like are very loud about what they like and make it their personality. Yes. And so yes. if you point out like, hey, you shouldn't even really buy fan stuff because it's still promoting her work. You her know, work. like you're showing yeah. other people publicly that it's okay 
to like Harry Potter stuff and support Harry Potter, and not everybody has that nuanced view you have, you know? Exactly. Uh, quote unquote nuanced. I don't quote think unquote. Most of these people are being no, nuanced about most it. Most of I them are. They aren't. just want to like have the shit. They want to put the horse blinders on and not have to think, not about, think about, about it. it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but like, I just see so many people arguing about it. And like, well, like, I only buy indie stuff and I only read fan fiction and it's evolved beyond her. And I'm like, you can't say that because at its core, Harry Potter is transparent her. it is racist uh, it is so many it's anti-semitic it is so many things yes you can't just say i'm separating the art from the artist Bro. because jk rowling's art is her it literally is it's her no and that's the thing is like people like it they, they, do, they do this thing where sorry the children's media you read was problematic um they do this thing where it's like oh i didn't know it was like this or no you're thinking too hard about it no, we're not thinking too hard about it. She yeah. has specific opinions about slavery that are in her books, like very specific opinions of how slaves were saved by slavery. Um, yep. Uh, which, by the way, um, this is coming up because uh, she has a video game coming out, uh, the Harry Potter, the Hogwarts Legacy uh, oh, yeah. game, which is based on a plot of stopping a slave rebellion. So... Um, listen if you're one of those fans and i've seen a lot of y'all being like i want to play the game and that still sounds good to you regardless of whether or not you only support the books or not you can fuck off because you're lying at this point because at this point you're like i don't care i want my goblins and i want it didn't say the niggers are rebelling so i'm not gonna (laughs) i'm not gonna like (laughs) like you know just like say that it's bad or it's not gonna say the jews are rebelling so i'm not gonna say it's bad like like that's yeah. what it's that's like that's what it is though y'all like go yeah, no, read no, no. go back and read these books y'all like so much because Cal's wife they let me they let me know that there are like specific passages where they try to make an argument for why slavery is good and you yeah. can say it's about fictional whatever the fuck I don't care if you're making a fictional world if the fictional world you make where your heroes are defending slavery that reflects your views and if you're a fan who chooses to ignore that you're that's you like you. Harry Potter more than you like being a good person. Like it's, yeah. it's literally that simple. Like <laughs> yeah, and like I've seen a lot of people too be like, well, like the house elves are mythological, so it's not actually like real slavery because they don't exist. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, it's like oh god, people's real life. Here's the thing, like. We can talk about separating reality and fiction all we want. We have talked about this before on the podcast. People who listen to this regularly know that we have talked about this before. I apologize. Not really, though, because <laughs> I don't. But, like, your and like we were talking about earlier, your biases are going to influence how you write things. Yes. And unless you work on unlearning those things, unless you work on, like, knowing more about the groups you are writing about, you're going to continue to write about it in, like, a simplified and hurtful way. And that is, it's just, it's just factual. That's what's going to happen. And, like... If you choose to write about certain taboo topics, you need to be cognizant of that, you know, like, yeah, for example, okay, like, I've always had like, an aversion to Lolita because of Mm -hmm. how people act about the book, right? Yeah, I literally didn't realize until last year that it was like he was criticizing oh yeah no which is which is funny because I remember we've had a we had a conversation about this book a long time ago. 
So that yeah. makes sense. Okay. But yeah. yeah, yeah. This was yeah. my context for that. I literally didn't know. And I know that seems like, well, you like read a lot. Why didn't you know that? I'm stupid. Um, but, well, you're staying away like, from it because it made you uncomfortable, probably. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Like, I've been around too many people who have been like too comfy with that shit. And like, I, it, it was something that was kind of like triggering for me. So I didn't want to be around it. Yeah. Um, I, I had a high school, uh, not high school, Jesus, a college roommate who was. Uh, in a questionable relationship and it kind of traumatized yeah. me she made me keep it a secret and that yeah. was a whole can of worms and so i just did not consume anything that kind of involved like a younger woman and underage woman involved with a much older man like anything yeah. with that i was just like no out the window and now yeah. that i'm older i can like look at stuff like that now and be like okay like is this a bad thing or is this a critique and like finding out that lita was actually a critique i was like oh this just shows that people are like fucking stupid you know like including myself because i believed what people were saying and like it's like the difference between that and someone writing like Harry Potter fan fiction about Harry and Snape uh, yeah. in a relationship or something. That's fucked up of you. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, it is. Like that, Period. It is. It's not a critique. <laughs> and, like, you're definitely pushing. Again, it's like with this. The rape scenes in this Firth Casca or, like, the, like, attempted rape scenes, they're meant to be titillating. You are writing something that is meant to be titillating. And then being like, oh, well, like, I just enjoy this in fiction. And it's like, no, because that, like affects how you think things and if you read and consume too many yes. things from one thing it affects you i've had that happen to me before with things where i was like is this okay i don't know like i started to question like certain morals i had about things and mm -hmm. it wasn't like because i'm a bad person necessarily it was because i was reading a lot of things that were confirming that view and then when i finally stepped back from it i was like oh you you know and yeah like that's gross um, also because yeah. of my former friend you know i'm talking about exactly anyways yeah get them get them like, the fuck out of here yeah <laughs> um yeah like there you i don't know like you're what you consume changes you and like the reason like it's good to read other people's views is because it can change you and like sometimes that's for better or for worse like i'm not going to read nazi propaganda because i don't need to have that in my brain you know that's not something i desire to know but like i have like you know i have books from cheval i have books that i've accrued mm. that are like nonfiction books that are about serious things and I try to read those because that's stuff I want to know that's stuff I want to like put in my brain and be able to process and learn from you know so it just kind of depends on whether you're putting junk in your brain or whether you're putting something that's actually helping you grow as a human in your brain right exactly exactly everything has to have a purpose I like I like silly shit I like um I don't know I read like fucking like sci-fi fantasy shit and half of that is just like potato chip books you know yeah so, yeah <laughs> and that's fine like you can have junk food every now and then but every now and then you should have like a substantial meal with something that you're consuming so yeah so exactly yeah uh, no no i mean that's very valuable it, it's valuable shit to remember because like i, I don't <laughs> i literally had something and i like lost it at the last oh, second I'm sorry. but no no it's literally not it's literally not even your fault yeah no no it's just the the need to like get these pieces of media to the point where they're so hyped up that where you don't 
if you criticize it, you're being a... Because now we've got this language now where it's just garbage because it's like now you're virtue signaling and you don't actually care about brown people. It's like, okay, well, um, have you considered that maybe you're just being really fucking defensive because you just don't want somebody to tell you that they don't like the shit you're doing? Like, what? Like, no. right, right? It, it's... Silly, the, silly. I, I feel like that's going to be like the, the weird divide our generation is going to have like millennials is... yeah. Harry Potter fans who like are trying to yeah. act like the creator who is well and alive, <laughs> like and isn't like some dead ass bitch. Like she is well and alive, giving money to anti-trans organizations and talking every single day on Twitter about how trans women aren't women and they need to have their rights taken away because they're taking the rights away from cis women. Like that's not the same thing as oh I like this author who died in 1905. Like that's. <laughs> That's not the same <laughs> thing. You can't hold them to the same standards because they're not alive, right? This bitch is still alive doing fucked up shit. And mm-hmm. she's about to have a massive video game come out this year that will allow her and enable her to do more fucked up shit. So, mm-hmm. like, I, like, for, like, that's the thing. is like, even if I was at a point where I reviewed and played games, right? I followed a journalist who recently muted all the Harry Potter stuff. And they have people in his mentions going, oh, so you're not going to do your job? And he was like... Fuck you! It's my job. What games I cover, like, yeah, I <laughs> like have to cover every game. I have to cover every game, and this was a game I will not be covering. So fuck yeah. off! And like, like this is it, like I, I don't like it because I feel like they don't want it to be serious, and it's like no, this is serious. Right. Like this, it is infringing on people's human rights, and it is fiction that implies that we should keep on infringing on people's human rights for magic mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck. Slash. Slash. God. God. Yeah. Anyways, we are rambling as yes. we are wont to do. We are over time as usual. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, who knows how much of this will, will be cut? Is this yeah. a three-hour episode? Who yeah, knows? it's a, it's a three-hour. Um, it's a three-hour episode for us, but for you guys, might be an hour and forty-five minutes. We'll see. Uh, we'll so. see what Maybe happens we'll in editing. Two hours this time. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, yeah, I I think. I've covered everything I needed to. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about? No, yeah, I think that that's really it. We talked about a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff we wanted to catch yeah. up on. A lot of stuff we want to talk about on the podcast as well. Yeah. As well as, um, as well as you know, just the actual manga we talk about. But yeah, no. Um, if you guys, we do talk about a manga, and we'll be much more into it. We promise. I know these past couple episodes probably have been kind of weird, but unless you haven't been listening, you probably tell exactly why. Um, the the past couple episodes have been so. Um, yeah. not like our usual because we do focus on the manga more more often except for when it's like this but um yeah, we're like we're gonna focus on everything except it and i know we've been talking more about like social issues but hell yeah there's also a lot going on right now so. yeah a lot going on and it's all surrounded by the berserk so it's fine it's all berserk yeah. influence berserk is the same thing as uh, harry potter but yeah you guys can catch <laughs> us you guys can catch us um on twitter at um unpack Wait, no, is it? Yeah, no, no, sorry. Let's underscore unpack underscore it. Um, you can catch us on Instagram at unpack that pod. You can also email us. We're unpacking it at gmail.com. And you can find me online uh, at Cheval P on Twitter. Um, come yell at me or whatever. I don't care. And you can also find Cal on Twitter as well. His at is um, Botanical Night. Um, and yeah, you guys can come talk to us about stuff. We'll be online more too now that all this shit is over. Um, yes. I kind of might. We, I'm thinking about going back to weekly, but we'll we'll, we'll let you guys know if that happens because I kind of yeah, have less going on. 
We're working but, on it. Yeah, we'll, we'll work on it. We'll, we'll, we're going to talk behind the scenes about it. But um, no, we really appreciate everybody who tunes in for an episode. Um, more people listen to this than I ever thought would ever listen to um, <laughs> us talk about random stuff. So we appreciate everybody yeah. who comes through and listens. Um, shout out once again to Kentaro Mira for giving us this big ass manga. <laughs> to read through um so and rest content. in peace <laughs> yes plenty of content thank you mira for the content he died for the content um and yeah no but that's it we really appreciate you guys coming through um thanks for listening to the new episode i'm laughing because i'm kind of trying to figure out how much i'm going to cut out it'll be really funny but um yeah. <laughs> that that leads me to my last question um if you're listening to this and you actually do respond to stuff um email us or something let us know what you would think about like patreon episodes or extra episodes where we just do have more bs to say because there are sections cut out from the beginning a lot of the time and sometimes more so from the end where we do kind of get into stuff that's tangentially related to stuff we talked about in the Mm -hmm. episode but not entirely to do with berserk so we don't want to like make the episode 30 or 40 minutes longer so if you guys are interested in that let us know i have all of our recordings so if you guys want me to dig back through and be like oh this is an interesting conversation you have more of that or anything like that just let us know but yeah, yeah no, we talk we about a lot of stuff and cover a lot of topics and there if you like our podcast i'm assuming you like hearing about those things so just let us know yeah exactly no yeah just let us know but um yeah, that was another episode of Let's Unpack That, and we should, we'll catch you guys next episode. Um, stay tuned. Next time we're, t- we're covering uh, chapters 21 and 22 on the Read Berserk site. So yeah, we'll catch you guys next time. Bye. Oh, yeah.